First of all, thanks for downloading Monkeys Took My Jetpack number 64. One thing I forgot to mention in the intro or outro remarks. Special thanks and appreciation to Moondog for editing this issue for me. Did an awesome job and saved me a hell of a lot of time. And I greatly appreciate it. You're awesome. Alright, and now... On with the show! You will notice that every episode of Monkeys Took My Jetpack contains an explicit tag, meaning there may be language which would be unsuitable for work or for children. This time, we mean it. You've been warned. Good morning, good evening, or good afternoon, and thank you for downloading Monkeys Took My Jetpack. Well, you can probably tell from the music what issue number this is. Yeah, for those of you too young to remember, or who just don't care, this is issue number 64. It's the 17th session of our Dresden Files campaign. We are getting down to the wire, not quite totally down to the wire, but we are getting into the home stretch. I believe there are 28 sessions. So, this will be coming to a head very soon. Let's not waste any time. The cast includes Trilobite as our fabulous Game Master, yours truly, Blind Geek, as David Mercury, Josh as Ezra Crooklyn, and Thunderstep as Adam Dipple. So, without further ado, grab a cup, bottle, glass, or can of your favorite beverage, sit back, relax, and enjoy... Monkeys Took My Jetpack, issue number 64, Shell Games. I'm up for some dread, although I have to say I have, I need a recap because I'm... I'm I have- I have no idea where we where are. We right left now. Off. How do you guys navigate life? <laughs> we just. I am, I am playing we four different fight. games right now. Damn it! Leave me alone. Okay, that's understandable. We were deciding which of the four locations to go after. We were thinking about going to the one where apparently David killed a whole shitload of. That's cultists. right. Because uh, there might be an egg there. Right, and so we were going to settle up and go egg hunting. Oh, we still have to actually the Anubis temple. We still have to find the egg that was supposed to be there. Yeah, we yeah. were gonna we were gonna double check the Anubis temple. That I remember. Well, were we um, splitting up to do this then? Yes, because okay. Ezra was gonna go off and check out a location that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He had been invited to move uh, your daughter and maybe the Paranet people too. Yes. Okay. Uh, off on a away. big old offshore island nature preserve called Isla Verde. Okay. Oh, is that what? Okay, I missed the part that was offshore. I, I well, heard of Isla Verde. Safe that, house for... That's with the Selkie. Yeah. Remember the, the apparently prodigiously busted Selkie. Yeah, it's just when she first, when that character first came on and she was just like a hanger on for the, uh, for the Trillianchi, who was uh, like a fairy duke. 
he had described her as startling, startlingly large breasts. I'm like, what? <laughs> startlingly, oh. startlingly large. Okay. And that just <laughs> that description just stuck in my head. <laughs> like, wow, that's just big. But startlingly large. Holy shit! What? Whoa! <laughs> look out! What? All right, you have to draw that character now. <laughs> and not a problem. <laughs> he sent me a photo. So who am I starting off with here? The group going to the former White Lodge. Or Ezra heading off to East Little Verde? Well, I assumed that I was with David. Yes. Go ahead and get... Go ahead and do them. Oh, I was going to say go ahead and do Ezra because I haven't yeah, pulled okay. up my character <laughs> sheet yet. Ah, suckers. <laughs> okay. So the White Lodge. Okay. It's approaching lunchtime. You guys have now slept and had something to eat. Residential neighborhood sloping gently down toward the distant ocean in the super clear air after the storm. You can see the natural gas rigs out there sort of dreaming against the horizon like surreal giants. Closer are the jagged islands called the crags. You can just barely make out some of the houses on there. Air is like a lens, not magnifying, but clarifying, showing every detail regardless of distance. You can hear the breakers rolling in and the distant sound of seagulls. This little three-story, concrete, unimaginative mid-century office building lies in ruins. The upper part of it looks like a bomb hit it. Huge holes torn in the wall, something like black acid splashed all over it that's eaten into everything, dead plants all around. The police have come and gone. Surveying all the ruins, I say to to him, uh, I didn't do all that, by the way. Okay, go on, sorry. No, that's good. (laughs) There you are. Okay, now where in the hell would there be an egg in all this? Police have come and gone, so there's nobody here. Yeah. Well, how do we want to handle this? I mean, I could go upstairs and start taking a look at the rooms upstairs. I mean, considering that's where we wind up either throwing people into or out <laughs> of. Seems as good a place to start as any. Although, when we were here last time, I certainly don't remember seeing anything egg-like. Well, there was I, a that's... hideous sort of biomechanical pyramid clinging to the roof over a St. Andrew's cross, which you uh, destroyed forthwith and oh, which right. showered you with foul icor. We did you- find this weird pyramid thing that was above St. Andrew's cross, and I took care of that because that thing was an abomination. So we may have already dealt with the egg. Well, no, hang on. You shot the cross, right? No, I shot the... Uh... Did you shoot the pyramid or did you shoot the cross? If memory serves, I shot the pyramid. And it exploded all over the place. Well, destroyed, I, made a hideous keening noise. Yeah, it made it made noise. It was like a living thing. All right. Well, that that we might have destroyed it, but the one problem that comes to my mind is the fact that we still don't even know what the these eggs look like. Maybe they look different depending on where they are. That could be it. I mean, the only thing that we even think is an egg that we know of for sure is at least something was the little trinket that Ezra made. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was saying it kind of half-jokingly, but now that I'm thinking on it, maybe 
the eggs can sh- morph into different shapes depending on what they need oh, to weird. be in the environment that they're in or in in how they're what being a, used. Whatever context it's in. Yeah. Well, I mean, we are like dealing a, with a, some type of demon or thing. I'm still not 100% sure on what exactly we're dealing with, but it's something that's dealing with dreams, right? In And other things, yes. Okay. Well, it would make sense that its eggs would shift then, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, I would think so. It's the Costa Danyang Take Chameleon. Yeah. Do we have Ezra's tracker? Or is no, Ezra the only one that could make it? Well, it would, it would, it would work for you anyway. Yeah, that was my other question. So what the hell are old we going to have man was jogging by. Hey, old man, have you seen an egg? No, I don't say that. The only thing I can think to do... I hate relying on this, though, because it's such a player cheat. <laughs> no, is, is the uh, the guide my hand thing where I pray and see if I can get some kind of uh, nudge. Hey, and, you're the one connected with the man upstairs, so you go ahead and do it. I got nothing else at this point. I mean, we need something to go... Uh, well, and we need to not knock our shit off of the desk. That's probably a good idea. Spill beverages all over the place. Not a good point. Or in this case, the das- the dashboards and others coffee all over the place. God <laughs> yeah. damn it, I just had this in detailed. <laughs> Sorry. Got my four dice out. Uh, let's see. Conviction is, I believe, what I would roll for this. Mm-hmm. And I think that's plus five. I will double check after my roll here. Cancel. And two zeros. Thank you, dice, for absolutely nothing. But at least I'm keeping my status quo. Okay, yeah, conviction is is uh, at five, so it's still at five. Man, you have absolutely got to get up to Shell Beach. Okay. Wait a second. That's where those spooky kids with their <laughs> monsters live. <laughs> The shared oh, it's universe. A, oh, it's a crossover. Mm. Wait, it's not the Costa Danyantic. It's gibbering Pete. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I go I into got this mega snake, mega snake, snake spirit. Wait a second, put it together. <laughs> Bow my head, close my eyes for a second, and come back, and I say, I think we need to get to Shell Beach. Shell Beach. Yeah, it's one of the you know like five cities. It's a borough, as it were, of Isodoro, little town north of here. Probably about an hour's drive at this time of day. Uh, I can make it in half. It's just, yeah, okay, Shell well, Beach. I just, that's, all right, forgive me for referring you to the list, because, you know, the, the ones that we have, uh, the Office Temple, I'm just going to check off the Office Temple one for now. We got under Isla del Oro Central Hospital, which we never did finish investigating. No, we didn't. We think that might be the necklace thing. But we're not sure. We're not sure. Place called Swansea, the upscale hospital place. And then you got the place where you shot up a lot of people. Which is where we are. That's Shell Beach? No. No, that was up in the canyon lands up near uh, Diamond Lake, the big old reservoir that feeds water to the city. Oh, I thought why, that was where, why are we here then? <laughs> I thought that was where we were going. We were you decided last time temple. that you wanted to recheck the White Lodge to make sure you hadn't missed anything and to look for a potential spore or egg there. Oh, well, okay. My apologies, Game Master. It's been a while. Yeah, um, but, you know, some people keep track of real life. <laughs> it sounds like you destroyed the egg here. Maybe. We don't know. But why the hell do we need to go to Shell Beach? 
uh, because the Lord is telling me that's where we need to go. I learned, and it's not easy, let me tell you, but I am learning to accept that as a valid reason for doing something these days. All right. I'll be nice. No snide comments. Oh, make all the snide comments you want, Gumby. I'll I'll drive. I can get us there faster. All right, fine. Since you're the one who's actually driving, should I call you Pokey? <laughs> Not if I'm moving fast enough. Mm. Seagull lands near the car, begins investigating the overturned coffee cup. Hey! Will you get that shit out of get my out. car. Oh, well, yeah, go, Seagull. It moves just enough to avoid your hand, throws the coffee cup away, and then glares at you. I glare as though, back. As if to say, how dare you have nothing in this cup for me? <laughs> it moves slightly away, looking back over its shoulder, as if to say, you have the worst accent. Yeah, like, I'm looking at David going, what the fuck was that? <laughs> he just suddenly, chased the out of your car. I suddenly yeah, remembered but, my Charlemagne. Yeah, that, oh lord. If you charged at them with the umbrella, I am hitting you. <laughs> no, I did not. All right, get, get. All right, fine. You're driving. Yep. Let's go. Okay. And uh takes an hour to get to Shell Beach. Oh, but you can totally do it in half the time. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I got a superb driving if you want. I can roll it to see if I can cut that enough. Oh, but... yeah. Roll it, and we'll see how much you cut that half hour by. Okay. Oh, shit. Okay. Let's see. Should I have, like, one of those little red blinky lights on my dash letting people know that we're doing this officially, or well, is this one of these cases of fuck it? Uh, oh, crap. Nope. We got serious traffic or something, because I just went down to one. I got four minuses. Oh. So, uh, hang on. You know what, though? I am a former cop. Do I really mm-hmm. want to spend a faint point, point on this, though? Yes, by God, I do. Sure, fuck why it. not, if you want to get up there super fast. Uh, I'm a former cop turned cabbie. But you got to work that in the narrative for me. So I'm able to, I know, I know different ways to go than the standard ways. And I also am, uh, well, I'm a former cop, so I'm not going to do that much speeding because that'd be just, it's just my luck to get a ticket. I have to explain that one away. But, uh, but I am a cabbie, so I know a lot of the different ways to. I will totally, I, I will totally give you a fate point <laughs> if you use your knowledge. Of how the police around here operate to get around any speed traps, checkpoints, etc. Yes, et yes, I, I know. That's okay. I couldn't think of. Yeah, I I know where the speed traps are and and I know how to avoid them. So let me see. Okay, you don't have to give me a fate point, sir, because I just spent one to make this. I mean, I guess there I'll you take are. It. So it evens out. Oh, awesome. Okay. Okay, that's a blank. I'll take a blank over a minus. Ooh, plus one. Good. Good. Um, Keep it going. I like the feeling of discovery. <laughs> I, well, because I I have to read them one at a time. Yes, so. I know. I know. It's delightful. I like it. Okay, uh, it's a plus one. I, is what I, I may start reading with. my own dice that way. <laughs> oh, you're right. That is a bitch to tell whether that's a plus or a minus. Some of them, some of my dice are more worn than others Weird. because I've been feeling them for long. That just sounds really bad, but yeah. Anyway, don't love your dice, just don't love. Don't love your dice. dice. That's right. Uh, So I wound up with a with a six. Thank you. Reroll, Josh. Give me a cool bit of narrative for what kind of crazy shortcut they end up taking. Uh, They are just like driving. So he's driving along. Suddenly, traffic gets bad. David's like, "Ah, screw this! I'm doing the Lord's work." He just like turns 
takes a harsh right turn going across three lanes of traffic, stealing <laughs> tires, goes through a uh, goes through a narrow alleyway that's just like there's like three inches on either side, cats jumping out of the way. <laughs> cats get knocked over. Comes out, does a left hand turn, kinda of goes up on the sidewalk just a little bit, just a little bit. Goes fifty five through a school zone. <laughs> And as he's saying, shit, it's countered by a, woo But just like, oh, I was thinking more of like utter calm. Like he's, I'm picturing David just like doing it with like utter zen-like, guided by Jesus calm. Yeah, I mean, he can go ahead and do utter zen-like, I'm shitting my and pants. And I expect Adam here. to do the exact opposite. Like just go on the whole shit bar, just. Rip the oh shit bar off. <laughs> going down one way, going down a one-way street the opposite direction. Nice. You pass by the semi-mythical Isol de Oro tram. I didn't think that was real. <laughs> <laughs> there are stops for it all over the city, but no one ever sees one. <laughs> Your horizons are being broadened every day, my friend. No kidding. And you Is the end up going typical California things where they really want to try and get mass transit, but no one took it. Yes, mm. there's exactly one that circulates through the whole city. It's kind of how LA's, <laughs> kind of how LA subway works, right? <laughs> Precisely. I got one. No one uses it. Well, they haven't exactly been promoting it either, though, so I don't, I don't blame. Anyway, that's a whole different thing. Yeah. Okay. So you end up, you end up going north along uh, Cabrillo Highway, this sort of winding little two-lane old blacktop. Back when that was considered a highway, residential and failing industrial over on one side, big stretch of white beach off on the other side, leading out to the blue Pacific Ocean. And you kind of take a wrong turn here, David. Somewhere along the way, you're not sure exactly how, but you end up not far from the old nuclear reactor out at Shell Beach. That's like you should have been on the one, but you somehow got on 101, and now, well, here you are. Closed down nuclear reactor, kind of looming in the distance. What did you do, Ray? A little bit of fog coming in, and you're in the middle of one of these residential neighborhoods that just never got finished. Hmm. Like big expansion plans back in the during the dot-com boom, and then the economy dropped out from anything. So it's all scraped up earth and fresh saplings and half-completed ranch homes and stuff. This There's is- one completed ranch home just sitting there right in front of your car. Okay. This is... This is teetering between sad and creepy. I just want you to know that. <clears throat> well, welcome to my life. No, you can keep your life. <laughs> hey, man, you're walking with feet of clay. I, I would be careful there. Well, they're Play-Doh at the moment, but who's counting? <laughs> okay, well, I wasn't planning on going here in particular, but this is where we've ended up, and I feel I'm not feeling off about it, so... Is this another one of your, you know, God has led me here moments? Every moment is a God has led me here moment. Oh, snap. Nice. With that, we'll cut over (laughs) to Ezra, standing in the prow of a motorboat. That answers one question. All right. Salt spray on your face, warm California sunshine, skipping over the waves. How's that engine holding up with Mr. Mage? I'm assuming it's a diesel, doing fine. a diesel engine. It, it's going to be all right. Yep. 
couple dolphins racing alongside. Oh, wow. You look, everyone, dolphins. Look, everyone, no one cares. <laughs> Jordan just smiles indulgently. She's got her hair all tied back and under one of those, like, Jackie Kennedy scarf things. It's not just whipping around. There's a, another woman. What's that? You said, who is that? Caraway. You said Jordan. Did you say Jordan? Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I uh, Moselle. Yeah, Mo- Moselle. Sorry, Caraway. Uh, okay. Looking at all my looking at all my notes here. Like, um, how anyway. many women do I got to keep track of here? <laughs> well, you are Ezra Crookland, damn it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> too many. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Coyote did warn you about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, straight. The women love them, some coyote boy. Also, all you humans look alike to me. I really can't tell the difference. You're damn, well, you, you know, it's one of the parts of the... Yeah, exactly. But right. she's limits of the AI programming. But you look exactly like chimpanzees. I mean, exactly. <laughs> well, shaved chimpanzees. Come on now. Mm, that's generous. So, and our noses are slightly different. We have more interesting. Okay, actually, they have more. I'm interesting sure it's noses. easy for you to tell the difference. Anyway, yes, yeah, please. these things. Wow. All right. These are uh, are close enough if you wanted to to reach out and touch. Absolutely. Yes, because I know that's not what you're supposed to do, but damn it, that is exactly what I'm doing. One of them, as if sensing your intent, raises up, stops jumping, and just raises up so its dorsal fin and back are sticking up out of the water. Skin feels like a wetsuit. Yeah, feels like foam rubber. Yeah. I've touched on. I've been to the petting zoo, or whatever, the sea world. (laughs) It banks off like a fighter plane and then continues chasing the wake of the boat. Feels like a squeaky toy. Shortly, you're at the docks and then, which is just a wooden pier, and being led up a stone path through tall, like waist-high savanna grass dotted here and there with pines toward a large wood manor, all like log cabin... Victorian hunter hunting manor type up on a hill backed by some oaks. Is this the uh, building you're talking about? Uh, renovating? Moselle nods. Yeah, this was a hunting manor for the original owner, uh, one of the pit cairns. He owned about half this island. <laughs> I, I spit out my drink. As, uh, I didn't even realize I was drinking at the time. Pit cairns, you say? <laughs> yeah, one of the founding families. You know, pit cairns, the branches. She's kind of like waiting with a, a little hesitant smile on her on her face. What do you say about the branches? Is that- yeah, one of the other founding families. Okay, sorry, that confused me. The player, I thought, I thought you were talking about a branch of the pit cairn family. I didn't- a lot of people do. Okay, pit cairns. Uh, refresh me. They, looking at my notes here, they are the ones that owned. They built that the old abandoned creepy prison, right? Yeah, one of them did. One of them did, yes. Mm-hmm. And Robert and Jessica and their adopted daughter, Darcy, are the only existent ones in town, right? Yeah, because most of them all died off and stuff like during the 60s and 70s pretty fast, actually. Oh, really? Okay. Yep. So so this is shit that I know... It's, uh, it's, synch- it's synchronicity. So, okay. Or is say, it? This is from like an older session that I had nothing to do with. That's it's Yeah, it's quite a bit okay. old, actually. Well, that's no problem. I was just wondering, I heard Pitcairn, and the first thing that jumped to my mind was, there's a fucking pit lord there? What? Yeah, Pitcairn itself is kind of a is a disturbing name anyway, and it's spelt just like it sounds. Pit and then Cairn, as in a burial mound. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, but sorry. I'm expecting Black Spiral dancers. I'm not sure. But anyway. 
Mm, I'm right there with you. Well, so no, they and anyway, uh, Pit Karen's. Oh, they've just come up in my research lately. I'm sure it's unrelated. Well, I don't really believe in coincidence. She shrugs, which does very pleasant things. Like watching water balloons. <laughs> she covers her mouth a little bit, shakes her head, and says, "Well, that's not the worst thing I've heard. Come oh, on." God, in, in her voice. Oh wait. Anyway, that's God, God damn it, they owned about half the island. And picture sometime, dude. Stocked it with uh, use a mental image. Stocked yeah. it with <laughs> stocked it with uh, exotic game and all kinds of non-native plants and animals, most of which we've managed to root out. Used it uh, for hunting expeditions. Uh, player question: How big is this island? It is pretty freaking big. Hold on, just a sec here. I'm going to ask the question anyway. I'm just curious as to how stupid it's going to be when I ask, did they own the entire island? She said they owned about half the island. All right. Okay. It's um, almost 53,000 acres. I don't have any idea how big that is, but that's – It's really big. That's that's 530 times the size of Winnie the Pooh's territory. There you go. That's a good mental image of it. Not really. All right. <laughs> Who owns the other half, or is it just owned by m- numerous people? That's uh, that's about 82 square miles. Okay. Just doing a, a quick conversion there. That helps me. Well, I now not, I've never had a vi- just a, I've never had a visual reference on what an acre is. So. Oh, okay. As much as farmland as I grew up around, I really should, but. Yeah, well, it does sort of blur together. I mean, especially if you're out on the Great Plains. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's a thousand acres. Uh, sure, it is. It's a cornfield. Yeah. That's a lot of corn, probably. I am assuming. Well, now the Nature Conservancy owns the whole thing. So Nature Conservancy owns the whole thing, and and that's the house we're talking about there, their old hunting lodge. It needs work. Yeah. Not, you said. We are working on restoring it. It's livable. It just doesn't have full access to facilities, phones, all that stuff. So it's not connected to the uh, mainland. Not yet, and frankly, we're thinking of keeping it that way. Is there electricity? Yeah, we've got a generator out back. Diesel, so there shouldn't be any problems. Oh, look. She stops you on the porch, puts her hand around your shoulder, and points out toward a little grove of pines. Yes. Can you see there? Look. What? What am I looking at? Your character's pretty observant, right? Yeah, and I grew up in the woods, so. Okay, yeah. You can see motion in the tall grass. There's something moving in there. It's these very pale, like ivory-colored, tiny little deer. What are those? Those are the Headlands deer. This is the only place in North America where they survive. What, this this island? This island. Wow. They used to be all over the Headland. Cabo Siervo uh, actually refers to them, to to these deer. But uh, they were wiped out. In fact, they were thought extinct until the 60s when the Nature Conservancy took over, well, this part of the island. There's a whole little family there. You can see uh, one buck. He's got huge antlers, like as tall as he is, with no prongs or anything, just these big, long curves that go up. He's watching you warily. The rest of the family is grazing without concern. I will. Is there other kind of unusual wildlife on this? She nods. Yeah, we've got some uh, camel out here also. and un- Until last – well, they brought in just about everything. That's why we're so surprised to see a native species surviving here. Until last year, we had zebra. What, what did you, I'm curious. What did you do with the zebra? Sent them to the zoo. 
Well, I guess that makes sense. Ask a silly question. She pushes open the big double doors leading you into, well, exactly the kind of entry room you'd expect. Cavernous, stone, huge fireplace, animal heads everywhere. How big is this place again, the the lodge? The lodge, from what you saw of it, it's big. Uh, Three stories, it's got two wings. I mean, it's a Lodge, not really an accurate term. (laughs) No, it's more like, it's a manor in the sense of Back at Stately Wayne. Stately Wayne Manor. All right, so certainly big enough to hold our paranetters. Yes? Absolutely. Okay. Wow, nice digs. So uh, let me cut the chase. What's the Turlianchi's uh, connection to all this? We, some of us, uh, select staff anyway, are his servants. You've already guessed our nature. Right. I'm kind of surprised that fairy have day jobs, but still, go on. Well, we're not true fae. It's... A complicated history, but we're creatures of this world, the material plane, closely tied to water. We have some elemental heritage, but not enough to get us into the courts. Gotcha. Tirlianchi, when it was banished, was actually given the charge of watching over us to make sure we didn't get up to no good and try to rise above our station. Sounds fairly reasonable for Faye. It's been a very good master, and we have prospered under its care, as I think your people here will. Now, we say under its care. It launches over us, protects the island, shields us from the worst events of the world outside. Now, I am not willing, nor do I believe I have the authority to make any kind of bond with the Turlianchi in regards to these people. Oh, none is required. All right. So he watches over the island in general, and they benefit by the fact that they would be on the island. There is no no bargain made with them outside of any they tend to make independently. Correct? Exactly. All right. I think the Tirlianchi hopes that some people will be attracted into its service from here, but that wouldn't be all that bad, really, would it? call him by it? Just curious. Oh, the Tirlianchi is not possessed of gender. I, I realize that that Faye are kind of beyond gender. I mean, he's to them at least appropriating a facade thereof. The Tirlianchi doesn't bother. One of the reasons... Seemed pretty masculine when I met him, but I don't know. Maybe it's me. Men tend to think that. Yes, I suppose we do. Also, on my research, referred to him as a duke. So, all right. Um, If you'll excuse me for one moment, I need to look at some things. And you can kind of hear the capital L when I say look. Feel free. Explore whatever and however you like. Before I do a walk through the house, I'm going to walk back out mm-hmm. and open up ye old site. Okay. Place a scope. Make sure there's not. Oh my God! There's an army of ghosts hanging out, ready to kill people. That's good. <laughs> Taking a quick look here with the site. Yep. I every time. Lore, every time right? we have to do it. I've already got it in my lab. Excellent. <laughs> I do it every session, and we always have to look it up. Well, I thought I might just sort of cut to the chase with interpreting what you're seeing here. That's fine. Which it's I uh, open. It's open is on. Oh, yeah, open is no role. Lore is to interpret. Lore against the intensity. Then I defend against the mental attack, and then I close it or keep it open. All right. So yes, lore roll to interpret. My lore is currently five. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. I didn't, couldn't remember if I boosted it or anything last time, and I did not. Oops, dropping stuff. Damn it. I need a bigger box. Uh, it's a four. 
Ooh, so nice. Still, still great. Excellent. And so that's like two shifts here. Oh, great. Because one of the things you learn is that the, the, the veil, the difference between realities is rather low here. Ooh. The realities are close together. And that's apparent in the shimmering vibrancy that inhabits, that inhabits the very air. You're looking at a like tropical jungle here, glowing with energy, and the air itself seems to sparkle and shimmer. There's all kinds of exotic birds. There's some sort of strange giraffe-like creature, but it's clearly not a giraffe, pacing through no and giraffe. above the trees. The manor itself looks like a castle of some type you don't know what it is but it gives you the impression that it should be brooding by a lock somewhere <laughs> all right karen does sound like a scottish name but the castle quote quote looks sturdy yes and you can make out sort of uh, energy has been channeled into its structure not wards per se, but it's just kind of like the way it's built and situated is naturally it, channeling energy. To keep it, oh, well, they were big on the, yeah, the, uh, does it look similar to how the, the uh, channeling was done at the jail? Yes, much lower key, but it's the same stuff. Same stuff, same style, same family. Mm -hmm. So it looks like it's increasing, it's basically just benefiting its structure, not so much a ward or anything. Yeah, it would probably be really easy to set up a threshold in here. That was my hope, especially once you get people living there, especially being mm -hmm. this close to the other worlds. Yep, it's going to respond really well to human habitation, especially if the people love it. Okay, so the but the general, it's not looking threatening. It just looks more like it's primal, right? When mm -hmm. you're talking about the world. Yeah. It's connecting to the wolflands. Let me put another werewolf reference out there. <laughs> connecting to Pangea. All right. And the Umbra. Yeah, Deep Realm Pangea. There you also, go. Oh, okay. The sound of the ocean is very strong here. I'm not surprised. All right, so all right, so nothing looks dangerous, really, just primal and this nice little center of focus in the middle of primal area. That said, opening a way in here would be pretty easy, right? Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to close ye old site, unless you want to make the attack here against my... No, that's fine. Okay, boink. All right. The place um, has a lot of energy and is easily protected. All right, I am actually going to do my last thing here, and then I'll actually look at the house, go walk through the house mundanely, but I'm going to go first. Uh, I actually want to open up a way into the nearby Never Nether, make sure there's mm -hmm. no pit fiends on the other side or anything. So I will go... Into one little copse of the woods there. Over by where you saw the deer? Yes. I'll set up five little rocks in around a circle that I'll kind of use my multi-tool to gouge into the turf. Mm -hmm. Set up some, uh, some of my crystals, amethyst, quartz, rose quartz, some other ones whose names escape me at the moment, topaz, mm -hmm. star sapphire. Put those around there, set my wand into the ground, and open up the way if I can, which is a basic... Thaumaturgy roll against whatever difficulty it's going to be against the veil, quote, quote, here. I'm not terribly worried about it 
but you do learn that the veil here is low. It'd be like difficulty two here. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I got from the. I figured it wouldn't be too. I want to if it's that hard. I want to make sure that anything threatening is not going to come through. Yes. All right, so I'm gonna open that up. Shimmering, glowing rift in the air, and step on through. And you find yourself in a passageway almost. It's open. You know, it's not a hallway, but it has high walls on either side. It's beautiful stonework lined with ivy, but the ivy is creeping and moving slowly and has thorns as big as your hand. Holy shit, I'm in Labyrinth. And there are towers rising up all around you. The place is well lit. The towers are, again, beautiful stonework with jeweled domes, gilt balconies, reflecting multi-hued light down into the labyrinth in which you find yourself. That was unexpected. I will shout out, hello! And you I hear come the here greed. not as a trespasser, but as a curious visitor. I mean no ill or disrespect. You hear the grating of stone off to one side. Uh-huh. A jeweled lamp sconce slides aside, taking a basset or a portion of wall with it, revealing an artfully worked arch with a uh, maybe an oak door, it looks like. Uh-huh. There's a shark's head knocker on there, you know, like a shark holding the knocker in its mouth. Gotcha. With, you know, that uh, is pushed open by uh, two women in sealskin robes who maintain a very modest posture, not quite bowing, but, you know, kind of looking down and definitely stepping out of the way. Like they are servants. Yes. Okay. As a towering figure walks forward on a carpet of literal sea foam. I know this enormous, guy. <laughs> enormous and pleasantly androgynous. Right. It is clad in a cape of waves and kelp, uh, strongly muscled, but lithe, you know, like the way Fae are. They've got kind of weird right. proportions. Dancers and like. wears a crown of reflected light as of in a sea cave i will bow not like deep bow but enough to be respectful while acknowledging my own position lord tianchi i did not expect to wind upon your lands you came here purposefully wizard and you know this is my demands well i did not uh, you'll forgive me i was examining I will. I will i was examining the uh the island you so generously offered to my friends, I was examining for their own safety. I wanted to make sure that there was nothing dangerous on the other side of the gates between the worlds. And you can imagine my surprise to find out that I wound up specifically within your buildings here. And I apologize for accidentally stumbling upon them uninvited. Consider yourself invited, wizard. It's gazing at you evenly with these mother-of-pearl eyes. Its skin is kind of translucent, like showing a little bit of like rainbow hue here and there as it like a trout. moves or shifts. Yeah, not unlike that. Well. This is my demence. I have built all you see here to protect my wards. Oh, very good. Well, obviously there is nothing here to endanger my the people under my protection as well, so Not as of yet. Not as of you, not uh, indicating that there might be. Dark times are coming, wizard. You know this. Well, yes. 
So so nothing unusual other than the standard gloom and doom. It is a part of the world, yes. I understand. All right. Well, let me thank you in person then for your hospitality, and I will get back to Miss Caraway, whom is probably wondering where I went off to. She is aware. She is oh. chief among my servants, my children. Ah. It reaches out and places a hand on the heads of each of the women, I'm, I'm smiling sure beneficently. I'm sure you're very proud of them, as you should be. Please stay as long as you like. Enjoy my hospitality and extend it to your friends. We ah. must gather together to face the storm. Absolutely. Well, I will take you up on that later. I will send proper forewarning next time. Currently, I am in the middle of something, and I should get back to it. But I thank you once again. It just watches you evenly with those eyes. It has smiled once, but other than that, not <laughs> much expression. More than I expected. So, so I will excuse myself that I will just get going again. I <laughs> see. Jacking my thumb over my shoulder and backing towards the, backing towards the way. <laughs> Probably stripping over a rock. I will totally give you a fate point if you do actually trip over a rock. Absolutely, yes. Just, uh, I'll be going now and not turning my back on him walking backwards. Good to see you. And find ancient yourself. Being, ancient being of immense power. <laughs> As you trip, you fall back through the way. Find yourself face down in some sedge grass and thistle. Gonna sit here for a while, like oh Jesus. <laughs> deer watches you curiously, chewing its cud. Stop looking at me, deer. It does, moving slowly and nonchalantly off into thicker brambles. I've got seven fate points. Wow, not bad for a refresh of one. Oh, you'll need them. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> All so right, so once I can, once I once I compose myself, <laughs> I'm gonna sit there and yeah, I'll, I'll stay there and compose myself for a bit. Okay, back at the ranch house. Okay. 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 It's growing slightly overcast. Fog is kind of congealing out of the air, just as clouds congeal out of the sky. Temperature has dropped a few degrees just since you've driven up here. All right. So what's the deal here? Well, I'm thinking perhaps that is a dangerous pastime, but I'm thinking that uh, the best approach is the direct approach, and we should knock, but I think we should have a some sort of cover story in place. Knocking worked well for me. Hey, <laughs> you're the cop. <laughs> well, you're the former cop. Yeah. How, obviously, Adam does not look too out of place in terms of, I mean, he's able to interact with society without getting stares and No, such. I'm just, I'm... Or you just don't care. He's just big. Okay, I thought, okay. We, we've been doing so many Gumby cracks, I wasn't sure if he was... Okay. Well, that that's only because you guys know what I have to do. Right, 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 right. Okay. I am, all right. So, what are we wearing right now? That that. I'm cocktail weird. dresses. <laughs> Actually, if you, if you didn't change, you're wearing you the workman's outfits that you use to gain access to the hospital. Well, on the one hand, I would hope we did because those have got to be pretty grungy and smelly by now, but. It would work better for this scenario if we didn't, so... I'm... If I'm not in the workman's outfit, I'm usually in jeans. Well, I keep saying I. Adam is usually in I, jeans and a t-shirt. Yeah, don't worry, I, I interchange the two because it just 
I is a traditional form of address for characters. Yeah. If uh, if it's winter, of course, he has a coat. Right. I'm just thinking if we have the plumber suits, we can uh, sort of use that angle to get in the house and have an excuse to sort of be looking around. You have the plumber suits. Okay. I got All a toolbox right. in the trunk. Can you go... Gr- <laughs> oh, we're still in the car. I'm thinking, can we go grab it? Okay, yeah, let's grab that and take it with... All right, let's see if we can pull this shit off. All right. So, since I am... You you do the talking. People are usually creeped out by me. It doesn't yeah. matter how much I try to blend in. All right, well... Okay, let's see. All right, I go up to the door, and I'm going to say old habit takes over, and I give the policeman's knock. Or at least that's what I call it. I don't know if it has an official... Call mm-hmm. the cop knock. The... <laughs> Is it... I... For all I know, there could be something to that. I don't know. But I've I just, always heard it called as a cop. Yeah, yeah, it's that the whole, you know, the as opposed bunk, to a bunk, gentle. Bunk. The door drifts <laughs> <Hi-Z>. open. <laughs> the door. Oh, it. So my knocking pushes it open. Is what you're mm-hmm. hearing? Okay. Well, we may have gone. <laughs> this may have been much ado about nothing because I don't know. If a there's anyone. familiar, sickly sweet odor strikes you. Someone died in here. Oh. And they're still in here. Oh. Okay. Uh, oh, son of a bitch. I look... <laughs> okay, you do... You uh, are... You notice that as well. Well, I guess I'm we... I'm right behind you. I know, I... Be- well, you know... All right, let's go in here, but to quote any number of Star Wars characters, I have a bad feeling about this. Let's go in. We enter... Little front room, kitchenette off to one side, refrigerator door open, pizza boxes all over the place... Pyramid of beer cans. Refrigerator door is open? Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, Means this must have happened. Not helping the smell. Is it humming at all, or is power completely gone? No, power's still on. Okay. Living room, sliding glass door looking out onto a pool that's covered. Hallway off to the left probably leads into bedrooms and stuff. Obvious signs of disturbance to you, uh, David, in the kitchen. There's bottles and stuff all knocked over on the counter in a way that indicates someone was maybe grabbed from one side of the counter and hauled out of the kitchen into the living room over the counter. Okay, yeah, it sounds like it happened suddenly, because who the hell leaves their fridge open? I don't have any... Whoever the hell owns this place, I don't envy their electric bill. (laughs) Yeah, well, all right. And you only notice it now because it's not the kind of thing you look for, but there's a hole in the roof. About four feet wide, insulation, plywood, Damn. and timbers all smashed inward. Inward. All right. So, so something, something came. came through the roof and grabbed whoever was in here and yanked them out. Yanked them over the counter. Over the counter. The living, at least. Yeah. I'm going to go around the other side of the counter, and i am got my hand on my gun, who I need to really give that thing a name. I guess we the did. St. Pizzetti Special. St. Pizzetti Special, that's right. So I got my hand on Pizzetti here. I, I'm i following behind the cop. He seems to know what he's doing. I'm not an investigator. I'm just looking up at the ceiling, thinking to myself, all right, we've already fought Anubis wannabes. What do you want to take bets on this one? You know, something like a gargoyle or something? Uh, maybe. I've met some nicer gargoyles, but... Uh... <clears throat> the only one I ever met was in France. There's a dark splash on the edge of the counter, the kind of thing you see when someone's skull gets bounced off a piece of linoleum. 
couple little drops on the carpet, and another splash in fan shape. That means someone's artery got hit right there. Oh, man. Okay, I relay all this to him. And then someone clamped over it, you know, so the person didn't bleed out. That's all bleeding off to the left. And, Adam, you can tell that that's where the smell is coming from, that hallway that leads deeper into the house. The abattoir is that way. Yep. All right. Shit, I haven't seen this kind of carnage in a while. Yeah, me either. You'd think the cops would have this place cordoned off, or at least a cleanup crew or something come through here. I wonder. I am going to... Although I can't figure out how it would affect me, so maybe I shouldn't yet. If anybody's got any ideas, I'm open to suggestions. I really feel like my I, my wife was a... Do I even still have that aspect? Shit, I think I do. Amazed by how much I don't know, yeah. No, that wasn't what I was thinking of. I think I got rid of that one. I I got, um, my wife is a serial killer. What? As you found of, out about this earlier. As one of my aspects. And if, I think I have it. Let me, let me double check. When you guys were getting ready to go down to see Snake, um, this silver-eyed woman appeared, trying to lead him away. He revealed that that was a vision of his deceased wife, who had turned out to be a vampire. Oh, yeah. And she was the mad... What did we call it? The mad dog? The black dog the killer. The black dog killer, sorry. Um, Your wife was the black dog killer. Yeah. Oh, I missed that somehow. How did, really? Wow, okay, I, I thought that was a, okay. He hasn't told it to a whole lot of people. So I feel like I should compel that, but I can't, I don't like the idea of being stymied completely by it, but I feel like it should be affecting okay, him somehow. Okay, tell you what, I will hold out a fate point to you. You have personally and intensely experienced murder in your own life. Yes. So... That is affecting you here. You're feeling a strong emotional reaction. It's up to you what that is, but I'm holding out the fate point okay. to say that you are experiencing some sort of strong emotional reaction. Okay, you, you go ahead. I'll ask my question after you go. I'll take the fate point. That's what I was hesitating on is I was not sure how it would be affecting him. My... Go with your gut. Okay. Despite cop training telling me otherwise, anger at the visceral nature of what he's seeing and the and the memories it is conjuring up is causing me rather than be all subtle and delicate i'm just moving through and i'm not being careful as i might Mm -hmm. because i'm just it's it's a fog of of anger at like i said this what he's seeing what i'm seeing versus and what i've experienced and uh, this is one reason why he is a former cop you see so just pushing ahead and pushing not really ahead that and much attention. yeah, not paying all that much attention as to, I mean, st- yep. I'm trying to find information, so I wouldn't say it's so bad that I can't glean anything. But I'm also not I'm not being careful enough to the point where if there is something bad in here, it I'm not being subtle. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. So you move down the hallway quickly, not trying to hide or move quietly or exactly. anything. Exactly. And uh, you can see some more blood along here. There's a, a big splash of it and then a drag. And you're, you're not really looking and analyzing what's going on. But this is all leading back to the bedroom. And the closer we get and the more evidence of the murder that I'm seeing, the more my... You know, I started off analyzing things. As we're getting closer, I'm just more interested in... Again, he's in, he's trying to, I'm trying to glean stuff, so I, I, I hesitate to say that I'm just tearing through and not paying attention to details. Dave. But I'm not being careful. But not being mm-hmm. careful is basically what I'm going I understand. For. Okay, okay. Just make, David. Yeah, what? 
Are you okay? I'm fine. He's he's about to push open this door, and you think, Adam, that it's beyond that, that the body must be, just from the smell and the way everything is. He just has his hand on it. He's just right about to shove it open. Dave, let me go first. I've seen this shit before. I used to be a cop. I know what I'm doing, he says, turning the doorknob. Yeah, and you just blew past handprints on the wall, viscera over there. Look, there's some pretty fucking gruesome shit here. And if it's another one of the walking dead things that Ezra and I had to deal with, let me go in the door first. Look, can we roll? I, can we roll this? I'm I'm not. Yeah, if you want. I just want to see because yeah. obviously, as a player, my temptation is to say, okay, but it's a good guide. Go for it. Okay. And what are we rolling? Just <laughs> uh, just roll. I'm well. You know, I feel like I'm stepping on. No, please. I would just. I don't really want to go through the whole stress consequence bullshit. I just no. want the higher roll wins. You're. Conviction? Conviction, I guess, versus my... Would it be conviction? Yes. Okay. Let's make it conviction versus conviction here. Okay. Straight roll, highest wins. Well, shit. I went from superb down to fair, because I got three minuses. Oh, damn. <laughs> this is the wrong time to have a good conviction roll. <laughs> okay, I got eight. Uh, so... I've got this, Adam. All right. I'm talking this up just being the scholar of humanity. All right. I'm, I'll stand back, watch, see what happens. Yeah, how do you talk about humanity in relation to this? He says. As you push open the door. Pushing open the door. The floor is tacky. I mean, the way a theater floor is. Stuff okay. hasn't had time to dry yet. Oh, wow. How do I equate this with humanity? I was in France during the revolutions, man. He's hanging there upside down, secured to the roof by chains, hooks driven through his ankles just behind the tendons. The fuck is it with these people in chains? (laughs) (laughs) Sticks and stones may break their bones, but apparently whips and chains excite them. They're cinnabites. Cinnabites. I'm just... Similarly, I'm figuring David... Oh, go ahead. Similarly, hooks through the wrists down to heavy weights on the floor. Shit. Hanging upside down, he has no blood left in him because of the careful incisions made down each leg and each arm. (laughs) I had a much more pleasant adventure. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shut up. No, I'm, I'm picturing David, like, practically freaking out. Well, not freaking out, but going feral. Yeah. It sounds like that's the way he's heading. And, and Adam is just like, yeah, I've seen shit like this before. The Fuck pale shit. corpse, completely stripped, is marked on its back with some sort of glyph in blood. That I'm going to go over and take a look at. These, yeah. aren't, these, aren't, these aren't the same type of chains that was on that in the hospital, was it? No, these are wow, like beautiful intricately tooled silver and gold chains the silver and gold braided together somehow. God damn this is pretty impressive stuff. Really? Really? You think this is impressive? That's that's Enochian. Enochian? Would I know this? Yeah. 
you as a dealer in rare antiquities and books of the occult, supposedly this is the language of the angels. Yeah, I, rec- I I would recognize a Nokian, so I'm pretty sure okay, that, would recognize. Yeah, so that's that's what's been inscribed on the chains and on this guy's back. Mm-hmm. Do can I read it? No, you just recognize it. I bet, I bet if you I know brought, someone who does. I bet I know someone who does, and I bet in books at my store that does as well. But mm-hmm. not Ezra. Okay, I. All right. We need. We need. Do we have. I'm trying to think of a thing I could. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm playing Adam Cold and clinical at the moment, but basically, Adam just flips out a notebook, starts jotting go. or copying down the symbols. Wait a second. What's uh? You know Adam... what? You are the ultimate outsider. I'll give you a fate point for that. Thank you. Does Mercury have any uh, lore skill at all? Nope. Nope. Okay. I don't think so. Let me double check. Because but... as as a warrior of God, and this is the language of the angels, it's possible that he may have run I across could, it. I could spend a fate point and tag Champion of God for effect. Absolutely. Okay, I'll do that because I. I was gonna say okay. I, I know mine's in arcane research because I have lore arcane research. I don't think that would cover this. Mine, it's standard John D stuff. You Go certainly for it, could dude. find it out, you know. I'd okay. be happy, happier with my books. Yeah, I do have investigation as a skill, but that's the closest thing to any kind of lore thing that I have. You know just that there's a story in here that you're going to be able to figure that out if you want to exactly what happened to this person second by second. There's enough evidence to do that. But it sounds like at the moment you're focusing on this, uh, on the writing and you know, all that good stuff. Uh, Yeah. Okay. Do what yeah. you want to do. I got a list of things that I want to do. So you I'll, go first. I'll get the uh, I'll get to the analyzing what happened second by second uh, in a second here. <laughs> oh. Woo-hoo. All right. <laughs> they don't Five even minutes. pay me for that. Um, uh, nor marked. should they. <laughs> the glyphs with which he is marked mark him as unclean. Oh, could have gathered that from the. Okay, by whose authority? Um, the stuff on the chains. This is one of the seraphim. Know that this is the work of one who is under Azrael. Hmm. Can I read that back to or translate that for Adam? Really? That's what it says. Spell A-Z-E-R-A-L? I think it's A-Z-R-A-E-L, actually. Z-R-E-A-L. Yeah, that no, makes A-E. sense. A-E-L. A-E-L. Oh, Just like shit. Israel, but with an A instead of, well, and a Z. You'd think I'd have this shit down. A-Z-E. No. A-Z. Give me the pen. Give me the All right. Here. Spell it. Jesus. Just spell it. A-Z. Sorry. What? R-A. can't spell a Hebrew name. Shut up. You're not here. Spell this in Hebrew, but you're giving me English. God damn it. All right. A-Z-R-E-A-L. R-A-E-L. And God doesn't damn anything. Yes, he does. Otherwise, Satan wouldn't be in He hasn't for a very long time anyway. Sodom and Gomorrah might argue about that. Well, that was a long time ago. That was before New Testament. Don't get me started on that. Okay. Before You're not here, yeah. Ezra. Oh, sorry. Shut up. <laughs> I could be saying these things because I would say the same shit. 
<laughs> okay, oh, fine. Mean, I... New Testament. Oh, you mean when God got religion? Fatherhood changes a man. Exactly. There you go. I won't argue with that. All right. Okay. So A-Z-R-A-E-L. Wait a minute. Isn't he one of the angels that fell? Uh, Azrael is the archangel of death. Oh, well, shit. Okay. He's the specter. (laughs) Often referred to as the angel of death. Ah, so he's not a very nice person to... Death is actually necessary at times. Yes, it is. There's more on the chains. Oh, there is. Okay, well, let me... Here, there's more on here. Uh, It says... All right. Okay. Know that I have come down from the third heaven to purge the world of men from all that are unclean in the eyes of he whose servant I am. Ah, shit. So we have a rogue angel on our hands. Well, I don't think... I don't think we would have this trepidation and foreboding if it was somebody from my side. From the third heaven? Mm -hmm. Third heaven. A passage of scripture that many a preacher has just ignored, and much to my amusement. So there's... Okay. That's the player talking, at least. I don't know about the character. (laughs) Yeah, what the hell? The character character. says it, too. All right, this is the player asking, how many heavens are there? At least three. Third heaven to purge... I honestly don't know what third heaven is, and I thought I was up on that kind of thing. Well, I have my own take on that. The 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 popular one, which I don't agree with, is that it's like the first heaven is just the sky, and the second heaven is space, and the third heaven is where the yeah. angels and shit are actually right. at. Heaven, heaven. Oh, okay. So yeah, I don't necessarily <laughs> agree. I think that's a cop out, but that's just me being. Well, I mean. According to Dante, there are at least nine layers of hell. Why couldn't there be nine nine tiers of heaven? I agree. As you get as you go up, you get more holy. I guess I don't know. I, that's kind of my take on it. it, it you know, if you if because if Satan is at the bottom of the pit in level nine, then God. I don't, I don't like to think that heaven is stratified like that. <laughs> oh well, I I don't know. I'm just throwing shit out. <laughs> it's the difference between somebody who, and I can't believe we're having this. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> you guys are standing ankle deep in drawing human blood. Yeah. Let's let's uh, we I've can we can debate the philosophical. <laughs> we can have a philosophical discussion later. Let's get this. Let's figure out what we're. All I know is this can, is what it says on the chain. Can I pop the chains from the ceiling and from the floor without damaging them? Mm, I would you prefer think? you didn't. I'm gonna about to call Nelson in here and get them to. Oh. Okay, you're getting somebody official. I was thinking I could remove the chains and we could investigate further. Well, huh? Because this is silver and gold, dude. I'm I'm aware, and that's what every that means more to me than silver and gold decorations on every Christmas tree. But I worry about you. I really do. <laughs> Funny Annie says the same thing, and she's only. I thought Yukon Cornelius is behind this all. I love you, Con Cornelius. Anyway, somebody needs to make a Rankin-Bass Christmas Universe role-playing game. I'll have to ask how that fiasco game went. Or did oh, you ever true. do that? We kind of did. It was weird. Okay. But the most fiasco games are to me. Okay. Focus. Damn it. That's to me. I'm not... Well, I mean, we got all the stuff that's carved on the chain, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Is that you're the only one here that can read this stuff? This stuff just looks like alchemical symbols to me. Yeah, I, 
Is there anything else in the room here? Oh, yeah. It's the whole bedroom. The place has been trashed. I wonder what they were looking for. Everything is smashed to flinders. I'm going to take a good look at the body. So this guy has been surgically opened. Was he roughed up beforehand? Or no. He... And while, while he's doing that, I'm investigating. I'm looking at the room. I'll make an investigation roll when my time is up. No, please, go ahead. Make a roll. Oh, okay. Uh, my investigation is only average, so I didn't say I was a good former cop. <laughs> well, you weren't necessarily a detective. That's true. Okay, blank. Minus. I don't want minus, damn it. Blank. Okay, canceled. Everything canceled, so I'm still at average. I'm going to... Is it even fair to ask? Do I need to spend a fate point to get would it would it help, or is average plenty to get what I'm trying to or to get the information that I can get from this? Ordinarily, I think you try to do that first. But I'll, I'll tell you what I'll tell you what you find out here. You can tell from looking around this was uh, deliberate. It took a long time for this person to die, and the room itself is not the scene of a search. Things here have just been destroyed. Oh, okay. Like in a scuffle or something. No. Deliberately just, oh, damn. They just smashed just... to pieces. Okay, wow. I have an idea. Adam, they weren't stuff. looking... doesn't look like they were looking for anything. These guys just were out to just destroy this place. Yeah, and I have a gut instinct here. This may be completely wrong. You're the holy roller, not me. There's uh, little bloody handprints all over the place on a lot of the things that were destroyed or their remains. Whatever it was came essentially shooting down through the roof, grabbed this guy from behind the counter, drug his ass, kicking and screaming in here, did whatever the hell to him. And these are some pretty precise cuts. I mean, this is damn impressive. You asked if he was roughed up. There was, uh, looks like um, a bash or something, but it's very neatly just above the eyes, and he all bled down into his eyes from it. Okay. So, obviously, this guy was on the receiving end of a major ass whooping. You know, no kidding. I mean, he's the one strung up here. Yep. All right. Guy was bled out, and while the guy was bleeding out, whoever was here smashed the shit out of everything here. Now, here's the thing. There are two ways we could go with this. There's the nice, shiny, happy idea. <laughs> and then when has that ever been part of our lives, Adam? And then there is the darkest shit we're in more trouble idea. Which one do you want to hear first? Uh, well, let's go for the dark as shit idea, because that's probably the one that's more accurate. We have a rogue angel that's allied with Akastan and Yangtik and is assuming that he's working for Azrael, an angel of death. Is, okay. Basically, somebody has decided to act, quote-unquote, purge humanity of the unclean, is claiming it's for Azrael, but doesn't know that it's this dream demon fucker and this brings us no closer to where in the hells the eggs are well if a fucking angel is working for the Kastan and Yantic we're gonna have a really fucking hard time to get the get the uh, eggs now aren't we and we're nowhere near where an egg should be according to the snakes well I'm sorry want- I know what the snakes said but I think that uh, Almighty God is a higher authority and is going to know. You know what? 
I'm not going to argue with you right now about that. <laughs> I think we were brought here to witness that shit is going wrong upstairs. Mm, so, yeah, this is That's more than my... just our little city. Exactly. Yeah, this is this is nothing to do with the goddamn... It has to do with some angel deciding to go on a quest for vengeance. God knows why. Now, do you want the happy, sunshiny idea? Uh, probably a waste of time, but what the hell. Go for it. Happy, sunshiny idea. This really is a good angel has set out to do what exactly what he's saying to do, purge shooting the filth from humanity, <laughs> that basically this guy worked for the cast of Danyantic and the angel decided to help us. Hmm. Well. You're um... the holy roller. You tell me. <laughs> what do I fucking know from angels? Ironically, about as much as I do. Well, then we're both fucked. I got a book on, I got a yeah. On angels back at my store. Something tells me. I, I don't, again, I am not a massive believer. And I know you can throw all the evidence you want in my face, but I, here's the thing. We may be about to say the same thing, so go ahead. Go, go right ahead. No, you go first. Well, I'm just thinking, given the fact that I was told to come here, kind of leads me to believe that your first scenario is probably the more accurate one. Because if it's just somebody who is trying to help us, it doesn't seem like I, that. Just doesn't, doesn't seem like a, yeah. It doesn't seem congruent. Seem like a whole, yeah, this doesn't seem a. It doesn't seem like a whole hell of a lot of help. We're gonna go on a bloody swath of rampage across an area, and B. This is where it gets even weirder. <laughs> I really don't think an angel of death would condone extra work for himself. Right. Enjoys what he does. Yeah, I, I, you're not there, Ezra. I was about I know, to. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> you know I, I was about to say, you know, I, he might really love his job, but no. I, even the guys that really love his job try not to make extra work for themselves. Now, when I said little handprints, I meant little handprints. Like, oh wow! Like child handprints. Like a child's. Look at those uh, handprints. I was wondering that too, but I'm not here. And no, so... you're not. <laughs> I know, and I'm like, eh. can I look? I'm chatting I up the selkie and looking at summer homes. So, I know. don't, yeah, I I don't know every. Uh, I don't Maybe know getting every, laid. <laughs> yeah, I don't know every choir of angels, but uh, I do know about the cherubim. Okay, that name should ring a bell with you, cherubim. It rings a bell with him. It, I I know as a player, I know they are angels. Cherub. That's the extent of my knowledge of the. Uh, of all this. There, there are different choirs of angels. One of them are cherubs, i.e. fat little babies. Oh. But they're still fucking angels. Right. Yeah, but it depends on what... They, they got a couple different forms depending on what you're reading, but... Yeah. The Renaissance view was the happy little baby angels. Yeah. And the angel of death is... They're also, they're also like flaming wheels with animal faces and multiple wings. So. Okay, yeah. But what did it say about the cherubim? The, the, it didn't... Can they we, were supposed. To, if I'm, if I no, I mean, what does the chain say about? The, it said the, all the chain says is know that this is the work of one who is under Azrael. Know that I have come down from the third heaven to purge the world of men, of all that are unclean in the eyes of him whose servant I am. Oh, okay, I hang thought, on. Capital him. Yeah, I figured that. I thought I thought you had mentioned cherubim in your thing there, so I guess not. Okay. Okay. Well. Well, the cherubim. Okay, what the hell? This just gets curiouser and curiouser because the cherubim, I believe, are on our side. 
So, and it's about time for us, isn't it? Yes, it is. Oh, crap. But we can do just a little bit of wrap up. I'm okay if you guys are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we we can wrap things up. Little my little miss. My daughter decided to sit down next to me. Oh. I'm, I'm gonna point out, so. even though I'm not here, but because I'll forget it if I wait till next week, that you're thinking that you know if Azrael or someone working for Azrael might be going after the Castan Yandik that they're helping us. They might have their own agenda, and we might not be on that their concern list. I kind of they're angels. Okay, yeah. we are probably so far below their concern list, it's not even funny. Ask the people who weren't Noah about how they take care of unclean. Yeah. Okay, but this was shown to... Hmm. And it said a servant of Azrael, too. didn't say actual Azrael did it. That's true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, one who is under Azrael. Yeah, so one of Azrael's little underlings. So, like I said, I mean, and little, it could have been a cherubim. That, oh, so just... where's this all? This is all at Shell Beach? This is someplace yep. we had not yeah, been before? Yeah, this is at Shell Beach. Okay. So, I mean, I'm grasping at straws here, okay? All I know is is that there is yeah, something... the little, little hands are those little kids from little, from Monsters and Other Childish Things. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. You would blow my fucking mind, by the way, Al, if you brought that. Yeah. Now, are... <laughs> snake are is these, actually Mega Snake. What? Are these little handprints? Are these, like, yeah. big handprints? Are these, like, bigger than that? No, like a child. A child. All Maybe right. a, you know... Maybe like a little girl or, you know, a particularly, you know, little boy. I have my snake blessing, but I really don't. That's like an ace in the hole, and I hate yeah, to. Yeah. Well, can I guess rough, guesstimate what age? Maybe around seven. Okay. So, yeah, definitely bigger than baby. I'm going to pull out my cell phone and get, uh, get Nelson on the horn. All right. Or try to, anyway. Hey, what's going on? We're at... Uh, one, two, three, four, yada, yada place in uh, Cell Beach, Shell Beach here. And, uh, I, there's a, there's, there's been a murder here. You really should get a, um, get a car down here and, and, and check this out. It's some pretty deep shit. Holy crap. That really is named Yada Yada Street. Who, who the hell named these streets in this subdivision? <laughs> I'm looking out the window looking at this street sign. <laughs> all right. That's all the way up in Shell Beach. Um, uh, is this going to require special attention, or can I call the local authorities in on this? Uh, it could, could re- well, it could require special attention. The I got to know, David. The guy's hanging. I'm saying this because as mm-hmm. soon as you, it could require special <laughs> attention. I turn around, I'm like the guy's hanging from the ceiling with silver and gold chains, propping him up. Yes, it needs special <laughs> attention. You know the answer to that, Dave. I got to know for sure before I send someone out because you know what a pain it can be. Yeah, I'd go for the special attention. Okay. I'll be out there shortly. Uh, am I going to be meeting you there or do you have to go off on uh, you know, one of your Blues Brothers things? Um, <laughs> you know, I like that. I'm Jake. <laughs> uh, You're Elwood. Yeah, it's getting bluesy. Okay. But I would like to be kept in the loop with anything you find regarding the... There's some fingerprints. There's some. There's a lot of blood and such that can be analyzed because we don't know who this guy is. All right, um, we'll take care of it. So if you could go NCIS on me here uh, and give yeah, me, yeah, I, I know the drill. Okay. I've stayed with the force. Remember? Yeah. Oh snap! Oh snap! Damn! Wake up a guy in the middle of the night. He gets catty. Jesus. Well, it's probably the middle of the night for what him. Was he was up l- real late last night dealing with another problem that you handed him. Yeah. See, you know, keep making cracks like that. See if I bring you more donuts, pal. All right, all right. Hey, truce. Okay, no need to get hasty. 
not say things we can't take back. <laughs> okay, we'll get someone down there and we'll figure out what's going on. I'll keep you in the loop. Okay? All right, thank you. Yeah, guys, I got a call tonight. All right, same here. Okay. All right. So next time, I'll give you some answers to the investigation here, and then we'll see what's going on. Maybe get everyone back together at the bookshop or something. Yeah, are we doing uh, realistic uh, police results or TV-type police results? More TV. Okay, cool. Because that's right. more in line with what you get out of the books. So Yeah, I, okay. okay, cool. Cause, yeah. Awesome. All right, gentlemen, All right, it's been fun. Right, well, yeah, always fun. Catch you guys next week. Take it easy. And there you have it, the 17th session of our Dresden Files game. I hope you enjoyed it, because we enjoyed playing it. If you'd like to leave us some feedback, we'd love to hear from you. So either go to our Facebook page, and you can send feedback via that route, and you'll get a response. Or you can send feedback to feedback at mtmjetpack.com. Either way, we look forward to hearing from you. Now, on the heels of Gen Con... We'd like to use our pre-game banter portion of the show to take you back to 2013, where Josh and Thunderstep both attended Gen Con. If you were there, this might be a trip down memory lane for you. If you weren't there, hmm, well, I guess it's just something fun for you to listen to. But they ran some kick-ass games, and they're going to tell us all about them. And also, we're going to discuss... Marvel movies, and other interesting tidbits. So, stay tuned. And if not, then we'll catch you next time. Until next time, this is Blind Geek saying thanks so much for listening to Monkeys Took My Jetpack. And remember, your imagination is just like a jetpack. You've got to keep it fired up, and always let it soar! So how the hell is everybody? Ah, uh, not terrible. <laughs> That's better than could be. I I get to start my new uh, job today. Awesome. What so are your new job? It's uh, actually a bad thing. Yes, it is a good thing actually. I got it, it's basically a promotion at work. So I've got I'm moving to uh, quality assurance, more hours, more money, less living, hip, less hefting around heavy packages. I guess that's okay. Not bad. I like your accidental flub there. It sounded like something a poster for the zombie recruitment league. More money, less living. <laughs> <laughs> but uh no, it's 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 a step up to like work my way through the company. That's a company that's not going to fold anytime soon. Oh nice. That's all right. They need a building in northwest Ohio to ship stuff, so it can't be moved to China or something. For now. Yeah. Until the get them matter t- teleporters together, yep. you know. Yeah. Yep. That's pretty cool. And then we know what happens because Alfred Bester told us that people will start using it to uh, teleport bombs into airports and things of that sort. Yeah, naturally. So, How depressing. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, don't I, don't my, well no, I don't want that. That my makes no sense. <laughs> because once you have teleportation systems, why would you teleport into airports when you could teleport into teleportation systems?
Sure. Yeah, then I, they would I, be I, instantly teleported out by security programs, so you could have just a <laughs> continuous yeah, circling. Airport. That guy's stupid. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Well, I think I think in the book it's like the opening paragraph, so I could be, but I, I get the impression from memory that teleportation had had just been perfected, so they hadn't yet gotten around to closing up airports and things like that. Because and that's why we register mutants. That's. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I support Senator Trask for president. <laughs> in real life, yes, you register the hell out of those mutants. Yeah, mutants are people too, and they deserve that's, to be. That's fine, but they need. And we need to know which of them can teleport a bomb into an airport. I think we should. We already register people, so God why damn Franklin we Richards mutants? could make his own pocket universes. I want that man watched. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but who watches the Watchmen? Is he a man yet? I mean, last I was reading comics. Comes and goes. Huh? Comes and goes. Currently, he's a boy, but he's been a man before. Oh God. Okay, it's one of those. Days. This is where this is where decon- this is why deconstructing comic books doesn't work for me because then you get these. It's it's a total waste of time. Yeah, yeah. Because a new writer is going to do what they want to do, regardless of how they have to finagle things to make it go their way. And then the next writer will just undo anything they mm-hmm. don't like. So I just rabbit hole. I hope to God somebody's going to undo Lobo. That's all I have to say. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, oh my God. Uh, they, made, they made Lobo's new design just looks terrible. It's a fishy boy from Japanese anime. I'd put long hair on him. You have Vicious from freaking Cowboy Bebop. Now, now here's here's the thing that I and I don't actually have any kind of hope that this is true, but some people, some comment, some uh, commenters on uh, the MarySue.com mm-hmm. were saying that okay, so like the original Lobo was like he was a parody of the hyper masculine muscle bound heroes like Punisher and, and Wolverine back in the early back in the late eighties. He was supposed to be sort but, of making fun of Superman. Well, he was supposed he was, to be making was, fun of everybody. Yeah, okay. but he was uh, he was that Duke Nukem. Blah, 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 you know, that big muscly superhero. You, know, uh, you got you got an entire comic book series called uh, Contract on God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where well, he, and, yeah. And go on, go on. Anyway, well, he was he was a parodying that that kind of super masculine hero from the late eighties. So it's possible that this guy is supposed to be the parodying the really thin, blow dried, slender, popped collar superheroes they got right now in the new fifty two, like the you know with the new Superman costume that's um, off and everything else. Uh, the effeminate permanent adolescent thing that's going on yeah right the uh, kind of the kind of blow-dried permanent adolescent that new 52's got going on that would actually be interesting i don't have any faith that that's actually what's going on but it's it's a neat possibility pardon me if i sound but curmudgeonly but superheroes should not be effeminate well no Thank you. i wasn't well, talking no, about that, superheroes then, i was talking about be the society that's the, that's the, <laughs> oh, okay that be what the new lobo might be parodying mm, cool however might. yeah i don't have faith that that's what's actually going on because that would yeah, show I, that would show a lot of like uh, that'd show a lot of introspection on DC editorial's view. <laughs> <laughs> they can't even get their fucking movie act together. Ben Affleck, really? I okay, I don't have a problem with Affleck as Batman because I don't have a problem with Bat- with Affleck. Oh, he was good as Daredevil, I, I thought. What? So what? Ben Affleck I'm... signed on to be Batman. Huh? Huh? I don't have a. I don't. That, well, that was my thought. With, huh? That was my <laughs> thought. With, Huh. I don't have a problem with Affleck, but that's such a boring, safe choice. Doesn't make any sense. He's goofy that's, looking. It's Thank just, you. It's just like it's just a handsome McHollywood dude. He's he's the Batman. he's the cash bringer, basically. He he means money in somebody's pocket, especially that's now that he's Oscar winning. Well, even if he's not Oscar winning for acting. Over on the other side, they've got like Paul Giamatti is playing Rhino, Jamie Foxx is playing 
playing uh, Electro. They've got John C. Riley as a member of the Nova Corps next to a talking raccoon. And, like, that's that's some crazy daring shit. And then, like, I, I don't know. We need to make Superman popular. Let's put Batman in him. Oh, that Paul Team, uh, what, what movie is Rhino? I mean, when I think of Rhino, I'm I'm more of a Marvel guy, so forgive yeah, my yeah, ignorance. That's, that's that, that Rhino. Oh. Yeah. Well, I love Paul G. Now i got to see the I damn Amazing Spider-Man movie because I love Paul Giamatti and – I, I need love to see this Giamatti, now. but he is nowhere anywhere on any list of who would play Rhino. He's actually like, who would no, not isn't play he, Rhino? Isn't he like, yeah, isn't he like short and kind of... He's a schlubby little Italian guy, yeah. <laughs> you know, it'd be interesting to see how they pull it off, yeah. although I've seen the makeup that they did for Electro on his Jamie Foxx, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah right, it, right. it looks good. It's not the yellow and gold shit. Yeah, I mean, I, it, my problem with that costume is my problem with the fact that it's not a superhero costume, and that's that that's that goes back to a lot of things. So and Electro's is that a not woman? a superhero; he's a villain. Well, it's not a super villain costume. He's not wearing a super per, a super person costume. I just need oh, to okay. Well, break yeah. down and see the Amazing Spider-Man. I guess I just so, I'm so tired of the reboot. I agree. I Somebody I said, and I don't know who it was, but they I I wish I did because I think they've got it dead on, and I wish that the studios would do this. Somebody said. Why are they constantly rebooting the superhero thing? Why don't they just do it like they do James Bond? When you get a new actor to play the superhero, you just continue on with him as the superhero, and nobody asks any questions. Nobody cares. Do you want an honest technical answer to that? Sure. Origin stories are easy to do. So it's lazy writing is what you're telling me. It's lazy yeah. writing and stupid well, movie audiences. Yeah, lazy writing, stupid movie audiences. Ooh, I'm and, both of uh, those. And, <laughs> yeah, well, Bastard producers too, you know. Well, I mean, that's why. I mean, that's What's why. Like, cheapest, Avengers... yeah, cheapest, easiest way to make a movie. Well, well we can well, tell the origin story again. God, one of the reasons I, I really like the Marvel, uh, the Disney Marvel movies going out, the Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, and Avengers, is because they were not afraid to be superhero movies. Number one, it's like, yeah, that's a guy in a costume. He's fighting another guy in a costume, and there's explosions, and it's going to be awesome. Yeah, and it's just need to basic... make it dark and gritty. It was a basic respect for the genre. Yeah. It's like, no, we they got guys who like superheroes and got them to make movies, and they were great. Captain yep. America was the best superhero movie I saw ever until I saw Thor, until I saw Avengers, because they kept getting better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because I'm like, ah, there's Thor, a guy in a cape, no less, yeah. fighting super guy, fighting a giant robot and a guy in a costume and giants, the, and it's great. The only one that fell a little short for me, and after hearing an interview with John Favreau, I am completely understanding as to why. It doesn't change how I feel about the movie, and I still own the movie, by the way, uh, was Iron Man 2. I yeah, there's kind of a bridge between event, that and Avengers. Yeah, well, and that's why yeah. I, I, I thought it didn't work for me. It was like they were too – the story was kind of convoluted. It was like, let's just have an excuse to have these cool action set pieces strung together somehow, which is cool, but that's, I've come to expect more from my Marvel movies is all. And so that one felt a little short. It was was good. It would blow my mind. Yeah, it was good, but it wasn't great. Like the first one or like, I thought the third one was pretty damn good. Oh, the Um, third one. I really liked the third one. Yeah, I really liked the third one, yeah. Um, But when I heard an interview with John Favreau, he was saying a lot of the problem with that was he had had his original story and then they really had his hands tied because they wanted so much stuff to be linking it to the Avengers. So he had to kind of force shoehorn in some stuff that if if throwing uh Iron Man two under the bus got us Avengers. Exactly. Though, I, have yeah. I, I have no regrets. <laughs> and you know, I have a feeling one of those things was uh, Scarlett Johansson and as far as I'm concerned, she's one of the more awesome parts of that movie. So, you know, whatever. I May- just really don't like Black Widow. She's such a boring character since the Cold War died. Yeah. I guess, but any chick bad yes, I said chick. Badass enough to 
I mean, she's just awesome. I don't care. There's I, other I, badass. Well, there's better badass chicks in the DC universe or Marvel. Yeah, universe. And, you, yeah. We well, that's I would have been like good that. if they hadn't screwed her up. We got Actually, well, I mean, Witch. Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver that are coming in in the second event. Personally, I'd like to see Ms. Marvel. I'd like to see. I'd like to see She-Hulk. Yes. Yeah. She-Hulk is awesome. Yes. I may even read. I may even read the book, the novel they've put out with She-Hulk. Although I hesitate because it's in the romance genre, so that makes me go. (laughs) But I may just, you know, I may just uh, suck it up and buy the damn. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm thinking about it because I I don't need to let my reading material show that I have a ball sack. I have it. Well, no, I I think part of the problem is is that since it's a female. Well, since it's a female character and she's a lawyer in the big city and she's probably going to have some kind of romantic subplot or something in there, of course, they have to put it in romance. God forbid they kind of, you know, play up the part where she's out there beating ass. Yeah. My understanding of the current uh, uh, She-Hulk series is that's how it started was basically Ally McBeal, but like with She-Hulk. Yeah. And and I'm fine with that because that sounds hilarious. Yeah. I think I'm going to get it. You're actually convincing me to do this as we talk, so yeah. I may, I may have to break down and get it. I thought that was an awesome. I think that's an awesome concept in and of yeah. itself. Super law. I mean, come on. Yeah, that's where like they've got like uh, Spider-Man finally started suing J. Jonah Jameson for defamation. You know? Oh, nice. There you go. <laughs> that's awesome. It was like uh, J. Jonah Jameson doesn't like me because I'm black. <laughs> mask on and all that. <laughs> oh shit. Oh, like, like, Spider-Man. That's what we missed about you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So before we get into Dresden, yes. can we talk about Gen Con? Because two of the four of us were right. there, and Maybe I would like more. to hear... Huh? Maybe more. That's true. You may have gone for... I know I didn't go. I, I don't know why I assumed you didn't go. That yes, wasn't you did. very cool of me. We went together, dude. You don't remember. <laughs> like oh, the what did you slip into that drink? <laughs> Like everything. No, damn. Okay, well, that's why I have... I think there was some hydrochloric acid. <laughs> I mean, just... I just, you know, you know, under the kitchen sink, the second bar? Oh, damn. Okay. Wow. All right. That explains a lot, because, you know, pink elephants on parade in my head, boy, let me tell you. But... Uh, I wondered why half your face was missing. There you go. <laughs> I, before we talk about Gen Con, I have a question which will reveal my profound ignorance, although that should come as no surprise to anyone. <laughs> Is Jamie Foxx a woman? No. Okay. He's, no. the guy, he's the guy who played uh, Ray Charles in Ray. Haven't seen it. Okay. Uh, he, can, he can do serious acting and he can do comedy. Yeah, he was okay. on. In, he was on in Living Color, I think. I just was only confused because uh, I heard Jamie Foxx and then Electro, and at first I thought you meant Electra, and then it went on, oh. and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I wonder no, who no. Jamie Foxx is. All right, Gen Con. So how did it? How did the Quags games go? Were they well received? Were you... uh, yes, there was. I'll let the more professional guy talk about this. one. <laughs> That's a scary concept. Um, <laughs> well, Blind Geek didn't go, so he can't. The, uh, the, uh, <laughs> well, I think yeah, I think we only had one that didn't go off. A lot of sellouts, full tables, got some, uh, some people didn't show, but we had generic tickets come in. Uh, only, I think only one of them didn't go off. They all went well. My games all went good to great. Cool. Fantasy Hangover was a blast, like I was hoping it would be. The Hobomancer one was good. The Superheroes one was amazing. Oh. Uh. I wish because. I could have sat in on that one. Were you using All-Stars for that, or did you use... I was using of... regular Quags. Oh, okay. Golden Age superheroes, but here's the thing. About halfway, about three hours into it, 
two of my players sidled me over a, uh, a big, long paranoia note. Uh, and I'm, they're like, uh, we are the actual villains of this game. It was all part of our plan because we were tired of other people getting all our, of the other heroes getting all our press and everything. And we've been working with the cannibal planets, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, and like my jaws on the table, like, holy shit, really? <laughs> they're like, we will give you all our yum yums to let this happen. I'm like, no, 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 sir. No, no, no. <laughs> Let me give you yum yum. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, like a little bit, like two thirds of the way through the game, they did a face heel turn. I'm like, holy shit, this is what I live for. That's awesome. That's beautiful. Yes. Oh. Oh, there was heroic sacrifice. There were explosions. There were <laughs> Did I mention they were on an ancient city on the moon at this point? Oh, nice. Oh, cool. This just gets better and better, and you didn't record this game, damn it all. No, no, that would not have worked in that room. Yeah, no. But it was fun. I got to play play Satan for a couple of minutes. (laughs) Uh, Also in the superhero game. Very cool. Using my start, I'm supposed to be James Urbaniak, but it kind of started sounding like King Mammal from Captain Laserbeam. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hello. (laughs) <laughs> Black Widow, what can I do for you? Oh, I, I understand. My voice by the end was shot. Oh, voice was shot. Utterly shot by the end. You know, in an effort to be heard over everybody. I, that, that was the biggest yeah. problem I was having. But uh, yeah, you know, uh, the games that I ran were great. Had a really, really good time with both Lemuria games that I ran. Sweet. Uh, I had like the same guy show up for three games in a row. And it, was, it, it was funny because you know he showed up for the Funky Frank one, which is always a good game. That one was just freaking hilarious. Oh yeah, I could hear him across. I'm like, I hear that's that's Prometheus Jones. I don't know what he's doing, but I can hear him over here. <laughs> <laughs> Scrawny little white dude. <laughs> but oh, God, he, he, but he, had, like, the Con- he had the Kanye West sunglasses on. <laughs> one of the better lines out of that one is it, he was like yelling at a skeleton, and he was saying, "Boy, I'm gonna slap the white off your bones." it's <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome that was great the uh the lemuria rising my steampunk setting that went over real well uh the gilgamesh game was a lot of fun although it, it, it's one of those things where it's like in hindsight hindsight's 2020 at the time everybody was having fun i just ran with it you know i figured you know screw it it's a calm game just run with it let them have fun I, I tend to judge games by if the players had fun, it went over well. As far as I'm concerned, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I'm going to run Gilgamesh again because I think that 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 does need a certain group of characters. Uh, Leighton was happy to know that someone could run uh, Gilgamesh from the adventure and run it successfully because he was not sure. Cool. <laughs> As he but wrote you it. published well, he, it anyway. I love it. Well, no, he wrote oh, it, but he, he, shit. <laughs> he wrote it. But Apparently, you know, I was the guinea pig, and I didn't even fucking know. Well, no, he wrote it. He like wrote that. He wrote it. And he'd run that adventure a lot, but it's the difference between like running that adventure a lot and then writing it and you know being sure that someone else who you've not run it for or you know can run it the way it's supposed to be from your notes. Ah. So he was happy to know that yes, he had written an adventure in a way that is accessible to people who just, you know, read it and say, yes, I can run this. Anything we need to know about Beowulf before we go and run it at it? No, I'm messing with you. Well, he's not actually a wolf. <laughs> that was my first mistake. Well, no, now, apparently Leighton now can, you know, knows that he can write stuff that is accessible, you know, and people will read it and go, okay, yes, I get what this is saying. That'd be kind of cool if he was. An interesting yeah. spin. Oh, werewolf, Beowulf. Exactly. Be he could also be part Bayo. Christian no, Bayo. Or Scott Bayo. Scott Bayo. Not, no. 
Well, maybe scat bail. He could look at people with a baleful stare. <laughs> because his eyes are full of tinier Scott Bales. He could be a wear bale. The only game I bought there, actually I bought two games. I bought the paperback version of uh, Fate Accelerated because that was only five bucks. Right on. And I'm actually playing Fate Accelerated, so mm-hmm. five bucks well spent. And then I bought another game called Owl Hoot Trail, which is a fantasy western D&D mashup. Did you mention oh. this earlier? I might have. Clinton R. Nixon did it, and I like Clinton R. Nixon's work. Cover had a gunslinger on the back of a dragon shooting an owlbear. Okay, this, what the fuck yeah. is this? I need to get this right now. <laughs> <laughs> Basic mechanics from come from D&D, and it's like you've got humans and halflings and orcs and she, what they call elves, and uh, hill folk, what they call dwarves, and then you got your, and it's, you got class and race, and you got your classes there, races, and you got your classes, which are your gunslinger, your marshals, which are paladins, basically, nice. and your your ruffians, which are barbarians, and kind of a barbarian. We're playing this cross. soon. <laughs> yeah, I want to play it. This kicks ass. Uh, yeah. I like it already, and I haven't even read really the damn awesome game. Intro adventure, intro adventure called "They Rode Into Perdition," oh. uh, which and it's. I mean, the guy. It's a. Uh, they've got your gadgeteers, thunderstep. But uh, yeah. Can I play a halfling who says stuff like "You're going to die, Senor"? Yes, you could. Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Clinton our next, who I've liked this stuff in the past. He obviously he. Uh, he wrote it with someone else whose name I didn't recognize, but basically they've got a – they love Westerns and it shows. And they're all like, okay, you're going through a mine to go you know, find these guys. But you know, Westerns aren't about tactical dungeon crawls, so just describe them Thank crawling you. through the narrow shafts and all that. And then mm-hmm. a monster appears. Oh, I want to – okay. You, you got – you sold me on it, Josh. Yeah. Good God. Well, it was only 20 yeah. bucks too. So I was like, oh, yeah. I didn't I, – I wound up picking, picking up games like board games and stuff so I could play with my daughter and – yeah, I didn't have life. a lot of money to drop, so I was very yeah. picky. I had I had to be picky too. I'm kind of regretting one purchase I made. Yeah, it, it was it, the book's called The Ecology of the Mud Dragon, okay. and it's a comedy game because you you all play like little shrimpy mud dragons who think they're big badasses but are totally not. You know, it's like the idea is you know you're supposed to go out and amass a horde, and you wind up doing this by stealing toys and candy from babies. So could be fun. It could be fun, but you know, I was vacillating between that and Dread, and I think I should have picked up Dread. That is fun. Uh, Layton picked up a game called Little Wizards, which is supposed to be an uh, introduction to little to kids to role playing, which I've heard good stuff about. I've been uh, reading that on Google Plus, yeah. And Layton doesn't buy role playing games, so so he bought it. I don't. It's I don't have any need for it, so I didn't bother buying it or looking at it. But I, I know yeah. I heard a lot of good stuff about it. Yeah, I. Dither, I almost bought Rocket Age. Mm-hmm. I, Actually, I got there. My, my The one thing I was going to buy was going to be the new One Ring, uh, the new source book for the One Ring, which covers the Riverlands. But they had a printer error, and they did not have the – they were quite upset, obviously, that they did not have any print copies of – well, it was bad because, boo, I can't buy – the one ring book I wanted, but it was good because yay, I'm not dropping seven, you know, sixty bucks. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> so I bought other things. I almost bought that also at the cubicle seven there. I almost bought Rocket Age because I was like, yeah, Rocket Age, sci, you know, pulp, forty sci-fi stuff. And I looked through it. I'm like, first off, I got I've been spoiled by cubicle seven because they usually have beautiful full color books, and this was all like black and white and grayscale on the interior. So that was kind of like the eh, not great. Mm-hmm. And then the system use, it uses the same system as Doctor Who, which it's an okay system, but doesn't really doesn't really spring out at me as like, oh, this is you know, it doesn't have anything awesome in it that makes me go, yes, I want to play this. It's just a passable system. Yeah. And, and then I thought like, I have four or five other pulp forties sci-fi games 
that I'm not using. <laughs> not counting the one I wrote, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I did. I, I, up, couldn't, I couldn't oh. justify. It's like, oh man, I can't. I they, I wanted to get into a. I didn't get a chance, but there was some openings for Retro Star. People were running. I'm like, oh, I could get in a Retro Star, but I was busy, so I couldn't. And I don't think it's. They weren't selling it. I almost bought Cartoon and Action Hour third season, but I didn't because again, limited funds. Oh, did yeah. they have it? No, they I mean, had it there. I thought they had it. I couldn't. If they pissed, had it there, I'm going to be a little pissed because yeah, no, I'm a backer, I mean, and we haven't even gotten it yet. I know there are a lot. Of, I know there are a lot of games of it being run. Maybe I'm conflating things. Yeah, I think it. I know they were running it, but they weren't. I don't think they've released because I mean, I would think we would be the first ones to get a copy of it since we, you know, helped fund the damn thing. But what I was thinking about Rocket Age. I agree with you to a point about the Doctor Who system. I like the fact that it's not super innovative. I like the fact that it's just yeah, you roll your two six-sided dice, you add your attribute and your skill. Who just hung up? Who just hung up? No, oh, one me. Weird. I'm still here. Josh? Josh. Josh. Oh, well, there's our answer. Well, shit. Uh, anyway, go on. Um, I like the fact that sometimes I like a system that I can just glom to without really giving it much thought, and that seems kind of like that's the way the system is. I'm also curious to see how they handle... They said it was modified to suit the genre, and I'm curious how that is going to work, because Doctor Who definitely was, even though the system itself, the basic mechanic is very... Um, non-innovative. They did some stuff with initiative to, uh, yeah. for example, that yeah. really. I remember hearing about that. Yeah, that really suits Doctor Who. So I'm curious to see what they did to suit the pulp sci-fi style. And I mean, he's right. I've got Cosmic Patrol, which I'd like to play more. But I also have a love of pulp, and I'm gonna. I'll pretty much look at any role-playing game that that goes into that that genre, unless it's there are a few I haven't looked at because. The prices they're charging for the PDF are just too outrageous for me to justify yeah. paying. But uh, one, one of the biggest problems that I had walking up and down the exhibitors' aisles was the simple fact that there were like tons of games that I would have loved to have bought, but I had to step back and go, "All right, and you're going to play this with who?" Yeah. Ah, shit. Because yeah, <laughs> basically, as it stands at the moment, you guys are my gaming group. Well, I mean, I'm, we're open. I, I think I'm speaking for everybody. We're open to for one shots and stuff. I mean, I know you we got speak for your fucking self. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> How do you really feel there, Al? Uh, you, you don't listen to this guy. We are open for one shots. Okay? That's what I just. <laughs> I just he's a little <laughs> trepidatious, but I think. Although I mean, there were some games that I was inter- that I was interested in. Uh, like Monkey Cook's Numenera. I was I was interested in looking at... Oh, I'm at... over to one shot, but I'm not going to play that crap. No, I'm kidding. I don't even know what it is. Well, no, I, I picked up... I'm just the first contrary. Well, let me put it this way. I, I'm pretty sure I could have beaten a small child to death with this thing. <laughs> just Dude, by that's dropping it on hard. Their... Yeah, well, just by dropping it on their head. Not like <laughs> oh, any that's all right. Then. Yeah. There's problem number one there. Problem number two, you know, I'm sure 60 bucks is not that big of a deal for like some books or certain things like that. It's just when I looked at it, you know, I had to pause and go, holy shit, 60 bucks for this thing? It's like a goddamn textbook. Yeah, no. Yeah. So, mm. Mm. And I know a lot of it was setting details and stuff like that, but it, you know, it's kind of like, I don't know. I'm still kicking myself. I should have picked up Dread because, you know, any game that uses Jenga is the prime mechanic. <laughs> That's all, yeah. I uh, I picked up something which was supposed to be a Gen Con exclusive and promptly wound up on Drive Through RPG, which Not uh, yeah, <laughs> and I 
I, what was it? It was the Gaming in the Verse. It's the preview for the Firefly role-playing game that Margaret Weiss oh, Productions yeah. is, t- is putting out. And wasn't there already a Firefly? There was a ser- well. The, there was a Serenity role-playing game, which was based around the movie. Due to licensing, they couldn't actually really address the TV show, which is why it was the Serenity role-playing game instead of Firefly. And it used the it used the original Cortex system, which was much different from Cortex Plus that they're using for their stuff now. Hello. Cards. Yes, yes you all right. You're back. All right. I Welcome think back. I kept it kept bringing me back and dropping me, and I could hear you all, but you couldn't hear me. Well, damn it. You know what I did this week at Gen Con? Yeah. I totally did not jump in on a stranger's conversation. Yeah, I was going to say, that even, though they said, even though they said something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I did? Not a goddamn what? thing. I walked Bravo, on, sir. Bravo. And I take that as a mark of maturity. <laughs> goddamn right. I, I applaud you, sir, because this, this asshole. Uh, we'll yeah, no, this this guy jumped in, and uh, he pointed out something with the whole Firefly Serenity thing, and it did lead to an interesting discussion, because the problem is, apparently, Josh Whedon is trying to get all the rights back to everything about Firefly, and Margaret Weiss has the rights in order to make the RPG. So on one hand, it's like, okay, Josh, we, yes, I want him to get the rights back so maybe he could do something with it sooner or later. But on the other hand, Margaret Weiss does some good shit. Yeah. So it's like, okay, shit, do I support her or do I support Josh? <laughs> Here's the thing. If you support support Josh, because chances are once he gets them all, mm-hmm. he's a geek. He'll like, oh, the Dragonlance lady. He knows who Margaret Weiss is. He's yeah. Josh. Ah, I knew she was responsible for some <laughs> war crime. Okay. Like, we'll let her. Well, Dragonlance, I love the Dragonlance books when I was 13. Yeah. And yeah, that I, might be the right age for him. Yeah. And then I read Tolkien. And then I went, tried to go back and read Dragonlance some other, a few years later. I'm like, oh, wait a second. This is Bad Tolkien. Idea. Yeah. Bad idea. I really like, I've never had a chance to play. It, but I really like the Cortex Plus system in theory. I like it a lot. And I I even what? wanted to give Marvel Heroic a fair shake. My problem with R- Marvel Heroic had nothing to do with the rules themselves and everything to do with the way they were... Execution. Yeah, I, I thought that um, they really... Ha- and I'm sure a lot of it was Marvel's fault. I'm not... A lot of it is. That's why they have no character generation rules, because yeah. Marvel did not want... And and also, I thought the whole thing of we're going to, instead of putting out adventures, we're going to put out events, events yeah. of comics that you've already read. And you well, can that's why they don't have, do, yeah, that's why the they, license. They don't, they don't have license anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But it just pisses me off because I'm I, like, like I've said, I'm more of a Marvel geek yeah. than a DC geek. And the fact that DC seems to have much, although they don't have their license anymore either, do they? The Green Running doesn't, no, Green Running. No, they still got Smallville, as far as I know. They sell Smallville ones. Yeah, but... But, you know, like, Mutants and Masterminds, I don't think they're doing DC Adventures anymore. They were still I selling... Think so. Oh, They well, were still maybe. selling hard copies at the... Uh, they okay, had a well. lot of them left at... Yeah, they, I think they, they were they trying to get out, rid like, of them. <laughs> they put that out six months before the New 52. Yeah, whoops. Yeah. Well, I don't... That's certainly not Ronan's fault. No, yeah. but... I don't uh, think the writers had any clue up until... I don't think – I mean the DC Comics got people writing for them didn't know until about six months ahead of time about the new 52. Right. Now what's the Cortex system? What's like the major mechanic for that? Uh, the major mechanic is you take – your character has basic attributes, skills, and something Ad- Advantages called or something like distinctions. that. Distinctions. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and this is and there's all kinds of little. I'm giving you the basics here. You grab a bunch of different sided dice depending on what your stats are for whatever is you're rolling. And you create a dice pool for your for what you're trying to do. And then uh, the GM okay. or whoever has another dice pool that grows and shrinks depending generally grows and shrinks depending on where you are in the story. I don't you think roll- I don't think the Firefly one does that so much. I don't know about Firefly. Cortex Plus yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. And then uh and then you roll and you compare the two highest in the pool. Okay. Yeah. I really, really like Smallville a lot, the role-playing game. I really liked uh, what couple games of Leverage I played, uh, which uses Cortex Plus. Marvel, the mechanics and everything on it looked fine, but it, the game itself did not do at all what I wanted for a superhero game. Well, I mean, if you can't even, you know, if I'm understanding you right, they didn't put in character creation rules? Well, they, they kind of did, but they it was like half-ass. Here's how to do it, but it's all hand waving. It's right? yeah, it's basically just come up with. There was no regulating. The regulation was you're the GM, you have final say, and sure, certainly no guidance on how. No, to it was okay, just so basically they wanted you to play established characters. Yeah, now. they yeah they they That's, that they was, don't sorry they've I'll never show. admitted it, but that was totally part of the Marvel license. Actually, they well, did I mean, admit it. Cam that's... Banks talked about it in. Oh, in... did they finally admit it? Okay, uh-huh. he did that while the game was still was still fairly new. Uh-huh. He was in an oh. interview. I heard him talking about how they couldn't do it. He said, "At first, at first they were like, well, we just figured people can model after an already established.' Yeah, that's the last mm-hmm. time I heard. And then oh, later yeah. he was like, well, to be honest, yeah, Marvel, we couldn't do the character creation, so this is we we put them in as best we could. Um, isn't I was going to say? I mean, isn't that Part of any superhero game, be it computer, RPG, whatever, make your own goddamn superhero. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's all about playing the established characters in events that already happen and following closely and, prepared scripts yeah. with set action pieces. That, and, that on, exactly how that that's, yeah, exactly. You think you're joking, but that's pretty <laughs> much how, no, it, how it, the hey, game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Here's Civil War, everyone. Yeah, and, and hey, in Marvel Online, wonders why it's tanking. Yeah, and I mean, they tried the, to do the best with what they had. I mean, they were talking about how you make it like the what-if comic books, where you don't have to play it out the same as... But and you that's read cool. it. If that's how you want to do it, that's fine, but it's not what I want to do in a superhero. Exactly, game. that's the, my no. thing. It's like, come on, I mean, and there's nothing that says you can't, you know, take what they've got and just do what you want with it, but I don't need to buy a new game for that. It's I've just, got other superhero games that I can take what I want and do... What I want the with problem it. was the way that the events are written, where you have to have little milestones and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Writing your own that. adventure would be writing your own adventure would be such a chore. Yeah, that's true. I forgot about well write a comic book. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. There's such a chore, and then like all the little milestones for the heroes, and that's a cool mechanic. I like that. But the try and and that would, but there's no guidance to come up with your own oh, for like say you want even if you wanted to like, hey, I want to play Beta Ray Bill. That's a Marvel character, but yeah. you know, trying to you could come up with your own. Your own milestones, but there's no real guidance on how to do it. And like, this makes a good milestone. This makes a bad milestone. Mm. Nothing like that. They've got like, hey, you want to play armor? No, I don't want to play armor. I don't want to play armor. I don't who care. I don't armor? know who armor is. Yeah. So oh. here's your, but but you will. Here's your here's your milestones for you. Yeah. Whoopty shit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a great. I mean, I didn't have a problem with what some of the people had problems with, where they thought it was not glandular. Granular? Granular enough. It wasn't glandular enough. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They they wanted to be able to have the knockdown dragouts between different heroes and find out who's stronger. And you basically have, in the game, I mean, in any Cortex Plus game, not just Marvel, you've got five levels of stat. You've got your D4, D6, D8, D10, and D12. So 
that's it. You don't have anything in between those. So either you have D4, which is your typical... I actually kind of liked this because it makes figuring out who is good at what and how good they would be very easy. It really is kind of a high narrative game because you basically generally roll for narrative control. Okay. And that's, well, that's why, and that's, well okay. maybe not so much in Marvel. Smallville, certainly. That's why Smallville works, why you can have Jimmy Olsen and Superman in the same group. And they're not outshone. You know, no, no you're probably outshone. you're probably right. I mean, the I haven't thought of it that way, and that's why I kind of went nah because that's very. I, I think of I don't know. I, I, I that for some reason leaves a. Anyway, Smallville, you spend Smallville, you spend a plot point, and Clark lifts up the tanker truck. They don't need to have a. He can lift exactly five thousand yeah. tons. Right. Like, no, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's no. That's true. In, in the Marvel game, game, it's the same way. Then out of scene. I mean, I don't know if you can do it. By just spending a plot point, but you definitely – they don't care. It's much more story-driven than stat-driven. I mean, that's why you only have the five levels and – Yeah, it's not phase-driven. It's got shift red strength, you know. Right, right. I so mean, I, I was going to say, I mean, it sounds definitely much more like a fate or a quag, something where it's easy to determine Yeah. versus versus champions. Oh, God. Yeah, there's, so. it's like night and day. It, it, I can't imagine any champions player taking to the this system because – I like both of them. I'm an well, ex-champions player. That's but true. You, I forgot about that. For a long time. All right, I sit corrected. Well, um, I don't. Play champ- I, you'll notice I don't play champions. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, I've never played champions, but I had a friend of mine who loved the system, but he was also a math nerd. And, almost have to be, I would think. Oh God, I, he sat down and basically he he broke the rules. I guess is the best <laughs> way to put it. Champions just, very very rigidly defines what your hero can and cannot do. Yeah, I don't, like, I don't like that in superhero games. No, no. Well, basically, for shits and grins, he sat down with like the math, and I forget like what point total or whatever the hell he did, but apparently he made a guy who was three light years in length. <laughs> yeah, that's easy to do. You can make a, you can use you can use yeah, points I mean, to basically make a base <laughs> that is the size of the Earth and have followers that equal the population of Earth because everything's uh, the way the math works. Everything's exponential. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, but this is like one guy, and they figured out that if you ever set up, like half the universe would be destroyed from gravitation. <laughs> so, it's, and I'm looking at this going, this is in the rules? Some of that health stuff is just hilarious to do. But yeah, I would, I wanna, I'm going to run Smallville again. I would like to play. Yeah, I, I, I think like my. I never I got into Smallville because I, I couldn't Smallville get into the show. really well to do like the cinematic deep Marvel universe where like, all right. Tony Stark just, you know, here he is beating up uh, Whiplash, and now he's going to crack wise for half an hour with Pepper Potts. They're going to banter in the office, and it's going to be awesome. But there's no reason I can see why you couldn't do that with the, and I guess you're not really saying there isn't, or there is one. There's no reason why you couldn't do the same thing in the Marvel heroic uh, implementation of the Because system. I believe the story and social stuff works better. I think playing Pepper Potts would be easier in Smallville. You'd be able to have Pepper Potts and Tony oh, as Stark a play, the same yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another thing they kind of hand. That, yeah, that you mentioned it. I would totally play Pepper Potts. That yeah. was another thing they kind of. I hand would totally waved. watch a Tony Stark Pepper Potts movie, just a romantic comedy, half an, you know, two hours long. Oh, shit, that would be funny. <laughs> that yeah. Never, never gets into the suit. Just them, like the wacky adventures of Pepper Potts and Tony Stark. I'd watch the hell out of that. You could even call it that. Yeah, and everyone'd be like, "Is he going to get in the suit at all?" No. Oh, he just no. got a lot. Of, oh, he just got. A, Nick Fury's nope. calling him on the phone. Wait, he put him on hold? Wait, what's going he on? He keeps, like, almost getting <laughs> Yes, almost getting it. 
Actually, yeast oh is my God, let me think. Oh, that actually could Never work mind. in the in the game because you would put it as a uh, like a D six <laughs> complication in the Doom pool would be that he's on hold, so he is focusing on that while he's trying to fight Mandarin but, or whatever. But here's the thing: Smallville is built around that kind of shit. <laughs> <laughs> the kind of social shit like that. Yeah, because Smallville because it's, cool. it's, it's based on Smallville, and it's your stats are all actually your your relationships and your motivations. There's no oh, okay. stat or dexterity stat. It's like, it's like your stats are like truth, justice, greed. In the American way. Yeah, but it really is like truth, justice, greed, honor, power, yes. and then like your and then your your relationship with someone else. Then so like, I am saving. You know, Lois Lane is falling out of a building, and Clark's got a saver, so he's gonna roll with his love plus his relationship with late with Lois. Ah, uh, gotcha. You know, damn it! I want to play a superhero game sometime. Right? <laughs> well, we got superheroes are definitely all right. We got capes, cowls, and villains foul, which which uh, we've yet to. We've play. got stat characters made for. Well, some of us have. He hasn't got awesome. one yet. I got plenty of concepts, baby. I got no problem with that. <laughs> I, got, I got Space Lord, whose job is to make sure humanity ascends to the next level, so they can slip free of the bonds of time and create the universe. I have an alien yeah. who's totally gone native. You got like okay. alien I fucking space love tracks, Earth. Right? Yeah, I think I still have your characters too. So oh, that alien space is... track. Look, it's the Dragon Man. My name is Clavius, but whatever, guys, that's cool. <laughs> you guys are great. Easy but... there, Dragon Man. Uh, yeah. Okay. But they took a cue from Quags in the uh, Firefly implementation of Cortex Plus. I, well, I haven't <laughs> seen. <laughs> I haven't seen Leverage, so maybe this is from that. I don't know, but. The attributes, I don't remember what they are in Marvel Heroic, but I'm pretty sure they're not this. The attributes are physical, mental, and social. Yeah, that's common. That's that's not from Firefly, but that's common in other things. Actually, I'd say that's Big Eyes, Small Mouth, famously. Yeah, oh, okay. Big Eyes, Small Mouth did do that. And then, they, and then they do some skills, and then you've got your distinctions, which to me make the game, that's what makes the game... Uh, Technically, White Wolf did that. They just then graded it down even further. Problem, one of my gripes with uh, Walking Eye when they did the Marvel game was they were so focused on and maybe this was just an accident or maybe they just didn't see it. When you use a distinction, like well, a distinction is kind of like aspects in fate. A distinction like for Wolverine might be best there is at what I do or whatever. Yeah. You can either use if you use it in a positive way that enhances what you're trying to do you add a, a D8 to your pool. If you're using it you can also you can get a plot point if you dial that down to a D four. Right. But when you do that, what you're supposed to do, and this is what they never did, you're supposed to show how distinction is being is negatively affecting what you're trying to do. It's not like you can just choose, oh, and for this action I'm gonna get a I need a plot point, so I'm just gonna use a D four. Yeah, have that to, meant that uh, meant okay. slip by them in their first uh you know, it's the first time running it. Yeah. I like that stuff they were doing because of the way the one guy said, I'm playing Spider Man. Fuck it, I'm taking Spider-Man the way I want him. I've got some advances to use after this adventure. Great, he's getting like, uh, I'm getting rid of this web shooting stuff. I'm getting like some uh, venom fangs. Uh, neat. <laughs> and I'm gonna get a cool new black and red costume because he's like, screw your scripted plot, freak out. <laughs> Spider-Man's gonna become a leaping spider. He's got super jump. He's got venom fangs. No more web crawling. <laughs> He's a trapdoor spider. He's an ambush predator. Yeah, that's why he said he was gonna like. He's like, yeah, he's becoming like a trapdoor spider, like uh, one of those leaping garden spiders. Oh yeah. 
I saw some comic where they're like, what if he had been bitten by a radioactive brown recluse spider? He's chasing after a criminal. Oh, look, a crevice dives in there. <laughs> I believe that was Hark of Agrant. Yes, I think it was. That shit's hilarious. Yeah. Hark of Agrant. Oh, Canadian history, comics, and literature. <laughs> but it definitely has made me want to play the Firefly game at some point. I like Firefly, but not nearly to the point that a lot of people do. And I probably would have liked it more if it had more than six episodes or whatever. Yeah, I liked it. It was entertaining. I wouldn't want to play in that universe. I, would, I wouldn't want to run in that universe. I'll play in the universe. but It's not a space western if it doesn't have robot horses. <laughs> possibly with rocket parts. Very possibly. I was thinking of Galaxy Rangers had, rocket, had robot horses. So did uh, Brave Star come to think of it. <laughs> Right. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, Brave Star's pretty cool. I came across that all like remastered and stuff like that, but it was on some French language network. What the hell? <laughs> it was surreal, but it was pretty cool because it was all crisp and new and the colors were bright and stuff. Oh. They just were, you know, they were talking La that Francais. Reminds me of the time I caught like a Porky Pig cartoon in Spanish and it's. See who play Tex Hex. <laughs> well, it just trying to hear Porky Pig stutter in Spanish was just—it was the funniest <laughs> goddamn thing. Yeah, in Spanish class, we watched like some Looney Tunes in Spanish back in high That's school. Good stuff. What's really funny is watching the South Park movie in uh, Spanish or French. Everything's funny in Spanish because hearing them do the Nkai song with Mr. Mackey in a foreign language is just absolutely hilarious. That's a whole song about swearing. How does it even, how does it even translate? I, it well, since I don't speak the languages, I'm not sure, but it was sure funny as hell to listen to. <laughs> but yeah, we need to get, I need to reread that book, and we need to get Thunderstep to make a character, and I'll try to find... My problem was I took... You guys had your character... We should have made characters together as a group, because did. we did. Yeah. yeah. I don't... I, I mean, there was remember, only two of us, but it was a group. No, I know, but I just remember getting the emails... <laughs> I don't remember because I'm yeah, thinking. Have, to me, these characters like, are very disparate. I'm trying to figure out how to put a group. I don't think we actually work together. On. Yeah, I mean, we may it's have been sitting possible, in the same space. Possible, you made him at the same table, but it's like, do I know that guy? <laughs> Fuck no, I don't give a shit about him. Yeah, exactly. Because I was trying to just see how the thing worked. So I don't think we actually were like, let's get a co uh, cohesive idea. I mean, that's not quite so necessary. I think in superheroes. Yeah. Oh, right. Just bad D and D flashbacks, where it's like everybody else just is making characters out, that Take some well, vitamin D. Yeah, that's what I got to do, man. No, it's just woo. like superheroes. Like, well, no, it's like it's, I was it's, like, oh, they're, the aliens are invading. Oh, thank God you're here, space dragon. I know, yeah. right? Good so, thing. you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, superheroes will team up, but you know, in D and D, trying to make a cohesive party, everybody's making a character, and then there's that one asshole who's like, yes, I am the standoffish loner. Oh God. We have, okay. Fine, you go do your own thing. We don't get to play with This comes up in our Gen Con things we always talk about and our panels about how someone wants to make the moody loner, like Batman. Like, okay, Batman and Wolverine, the archetypical moody loners that play by their own rules and don't work with others, except all the times they work with others. Wolverine is part of three superhero teams. 
Batman is part of the Justice League, the Outsiders, Justice Society. Even when he's not, even when he's working solo, he's got more sidekicks and support crew than any other superhero team has. <laughs> like, so the way to get around that is like, you know, if you want to be the booty loner superhero or villain, then like, fine, you can be that, but work with the others and then just, you know, complain about it all the time. It's like, yeah. But <laughs> just this once, I'll work with you too. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was the Game Master show, they were talking about that, because at the time they were doing a Serenity thing, and they were talking about Jane, and uh, he's, like, got his own agenda and everything, and they were saying, I like how they put it, they just were flat out just said, look, you may want to play this character, but you are in control of your character's actions, so don't give us this, it's not in my character to do this. Make it in your character to do this. Find a rationalization why your character would do it. Period. Otherwise, you're just fucking things up for everybody else. You know, we do not need trolls at the table. <laughs> Unless we're playing Shadowrun. Exactly. In which case, trolls are always awesome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love trolls a good are... <laughs> Goddamn right, trolls are awesome. Let me get this uh, chain gun here. Ready to go. <laughs> God, we I only had... played one Shadowrun game, but I, have... I thought any game where I can have a fight in a junkyard where I am throwing cars at someone is a cool game in my book. I have never played Shadowrun. I've made characters two, three times. I've never played it. Yep. I've played a couple abortive campaigns and then ran one that actually went all the way through to its conclusion. It's and it was one a blast. I always wanted nice. to play, but the first two times back in the 90s, whatever, we made characters. It was the same GM, and this is something he always did where we'd make characters, we'd get all excited, and then we'd never follow up and actually play the game. He did that oh. to us. He did that yeah. shit to us all the time. Um, the so that way, was I that think. was two of them. And then a couple of years ago, a buddy of mine said, hey, you think I want to run Shadowrun? I'm like, great. I've never played Shadowrun. Let's do this. And then I went through character generation. I'm like, I have been spoiled by modern games. Mm-hmm. You, mean well, I have yeah. to, you mean I have to buy bullets? You mean it matters what kind of gun I buy? Yeah, that's <laughs> the thing. I don't know if I would have the patience to play Shadowrun so using the Shadowrun system. You know, and again, it's... A laser maybe. sight actually makes a difference? What? Yeah. You know, maybe maybe it's just me being you know I I love a good setting. Shadowrun is an awesome setting. Yes, it is. But if I if I get pissed off at the system, it's like fuck it, I'm moving it to Quags. <laughs> yeah. Or you know, like fuck it, I'm moving it to Fate. You know, I, I, know, I uh, someone actually just did a uh, someone did a Fate. <laughs> someone on Google Plus did a big old uh, Fate hack of uh, Shadowrun. We should do that. Yeah, it would absolutely. Yeah. Work. Yeah, it's called like, like it's something like it's called like. Fate of the Fifth World or something. And I'm really liking Fate Accelerated. I mean, even more in some ways than just because I'm more into the rules light thing. I, th- I like it even more in some ways than Fate Core because it's just yeah. like very cut. Which, by the way, I have to say, and this is not a criticism. I'm actually more amused by it than anything else. In your Fate Accelerated game, Trilobite, you have rolled less d- I don't it think... so I, yeah. like, I, I find it funny. I'm like, okay, if you're looking for... The, if you're looking at this game as a way to figure out how f- the fate rules work in play, this may not be the game for you. Because <laughs> I was thinking that going to share it on the, fate, on the fate core thing. It's like, okay, this is a great game. It's probably not the best example of how the rules work. No, not at all. Well, a, a couple of things on that, actually. Uh, first of all, if you're looking for examples to try to figure out how the fate rules work, you probably don't know how seat belts work. I mean, it's that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's not a criticism because the game's been really fun. That's like, yeah, we are. Oh yeah, no! I, like I said, I'm not criticizing. I, it's I, it's fun to listen to. It sounds like it's a blast to play. I just I, I'm finding it amusing. And, I like listen to the episode, going, well, they actually, 
Well, they roll any roll dice any this dice? time. No. <laughs> and secondly, it's yeah, not really the best. That's a lot. Yeah, it's not the best match for our campaign. It's been a fun campaign, but Fate Accelerate is not the best match for that. Right. Yeah, Fate Accelerated really is made for like high action. I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else we'd use for this other than like prime time. Uh, prime time adventures could be cool. Yeah, there's all kinds of good mm-hmm. stuff. But that would actually. About it, and I said, well, whatever we decide to run, yeah. we'll just do it with Fate Accelerate. You know, and it's worked yeah. out well. Enough. Oh yeah, no, I mean, you know, you haven't really needed. I mean, the rules are there if and when you ever need to use them. So you we got did buy a robot. Yep. <laughs> I am so freaking far behind in my podcast listening. I got to catch up with this. I haven't listened to any role playing game podcasts in months. It's all comedy shot shit. Uh, well, I, the, speaking of Gen Con purchases, to bring it back, and we will. Uh, yeah, <laughs> woo! The one thing that I definitely jumped on as soon as I saw it because I'm a HP Lovecraft nut. I love that kind of stuff. Uh, the HP Lovecraft Historical Society. Uh, yep. They do oh, yes, the radio dramas. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. They re- they released two new stories. They oh. released uh, Call of Cthulhu, the radio radio version. Oh, I've got the silent is, movie version on DVD. I, I have the silent movie one, but this is like the radio drama version. You know, right. so there's speech. <gasps> it's it's really good, and they did a really really good job with it. And the it's other one is like I walking off talking. Yeah. Oh, actually, wow! I, when they have the cultists, when they have the cultists chanting it, it is scary as hell. And the other one that they did, which is like a two-disc one, which I need to—I'm almost done with Cthulhu. I'm going to start listening to the two-disc one next. Is the Strange Case of Charles Dexter Ward? Ooh, and that that one should be awesome as a radio drama. I so. think I remember a few years ago, weren't they doing a short film of the Lurker on the Threshold or the Whisper in the Dark? Whisper in Darkness. That's already out. It's Did they do a short film or something, was it? No, it's a full movie. Really? They, they made it a black and white movie. I remember the trailer, and I thought they captured the atmosphere. That movie gives me the... I don't remember that, that one. story gives me the creeps. That's the one with Amigo, right? That's the one with Amigo. They did a really good job with the story. He's a brain in a jar! They did a good spoiler job alert. with that. <laughs> uh, well, you know, the one spoiler alert that'll tell you about a- the film. 80 years old, doesn't count anymore. They nail him to yeah. a cross at the end. <laughs> yeah, no, I... Yes, there. Yeah, it's a different movie. The problem that I had with it was how they picture the Migo is not how I picture the Migo. So, well, well I'm disappointed lim- here that they tried lim- to show them at all. Yeah, limited well, technology. Yeah, it wasn't the technology. I just didn't agree with their vision of what it looked like. But hey, I've not read any H.P. Lovecraft. His the the Call of Cthulhu thing has always been too much in terms of you. There is no hope for you, humanity. Yep, it is and I, very nihilistic. And I just can't get into that. I actually, Pelgrane Press just put out a thing called, oh, I'm going to get it wrong because I don't have it in front of me. It's either Shotguns and Cthulhu or something like that. And I'm thinking, uh, yeah. this is the game I want to play. The, 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 whole point, the whole point of the of the anthology is it's about people who are trying to kick the at. I mean, and I know officially you can't. That's the whole point is that you can't. I don't know about officially. Okay. Robert Howard. That's what I've heard. Robert Howard's character certainly did. Okay, well yeah, then no, there you they, go. That's that's the kind of shit I would want to do with and, uh, the Titus Crow books. Certainly did, yeah. but I didn't like the Titus Crow books. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> that's the kind of thing I'd want to do with with the Cthulhu yeah. mythos if if uh, I was going to play some. Maybe I've heard maybe Trail of Cthulhu might be a game I need to uh, check Trail out. Trail of Cthulhu is it's the nihilistic. Oh, okay, well then. it's the nihilistic horror sure. stuff, but it's good. I like it. I'm interested in Cthulhu tech because you know at least in the back of my mind yeah. giant ro- 
giant fucking mecha robots versus Cthulhu. You know, at least then you yeah. feel like you have a fucking goddamn chance. Yeah. yeah. There's and a lot can... of different things you can do with that. It's more yeah, like really. an anime campaign or, or a, a campaign inspired by some elements of anime and Lovecraft type stuff. And they have so many different subsettings in there. That's pretty much what Pacific Rim was, was giant robots versus extra-dimensional space monsters. Well, yeah, I am sad true. that I, got, I missed seeing that in theaters. Yeah, oh, I missed God. it too, but I got the novelization, so I'll read it. Already, already have the DVD pre-ordered. Well, Blu-ray, nice. but hey. The, um... Oh yeah, there's so much Cthulhu stuff out right now too because they finally it has finally been officially said that yes, Lovecraft is public domain. Shut up, August Derleth, you don't own it, oh, and that's why God. now there's that's now why you may have noticed at Gen Con there was a billion Cthulhu things from a thousand companies that weren't Chaosium. Well, because, I mean, I get I get kind of picky with whatever Lovecraft stuff that I get. This is a conversation I didn't yeah. jump in on, by the way, that I said. I got yeah. people talking about, why is there so much Cthulhu shit? I'm like, I know why, but I'm not going to tell. But I don't know you people, so I will continue on my way. <laughs> you sound like you might also bathe. Yeah. <laughs> how, did you, how did you keep them from flaying you alive when they discovered you were not one of them? Goddamn concept. Oh. Rolled myself an Indian food outside the truck. <gasps> the Professor Indian. Worthington technique. The Indian food the Indian food truck was actually pretty tasty and not too expensive. So. Yeah, yeah, but then they had to go and buy a new truck. truck all because of you, so that probably didn't go over too well. Look, mm. the man has a blood condition. He has low iron in his diet. Leave him alone. <laughs> I've, I still, I've still got my 8-bit, 16-bit fantasy game. I want to run a fake core at some point. I'm not sure I where I'm going to run it. On that. I, I'm down with that. Yeah. I had thought about doing that a while back. I even got all into... Yeah, I'll start in your pleasant little village, and then monsters come. I, like, I, oh, we have to get the five thingadoos to go defeat the big monster guy. Can, can I play a black mage? That's all I want. Yes, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> there may or may not be airships. There'll be monsters with Everything's starting... better with airships, sir. There'll be robots. Or there'll be monsters with starting, startlingly human personalities. Can you ride on giant chickens? Uh, very likely. Yeah. Okay. That, that, there you go. Everything's yeah, better with it. monkeys and robots and airships. How about a monkey robot in an airship? There you go. That's that's awesome. Mo- a robot that turns into a monkey airship. <laughs> a robot monkey. Oh, we, my transformer character. Yeah, <laughs> Optimus Primal, right there. Hey, nice. Optimus Primate. Why didn't they go with Optimus that. Primate? That would have been even better for Beast That would have been better than Optimus Primal, but they did do that in Beast Wars. Where <laughs> Optimus Primal <laughs> always already sounds stupid. Yeah. <laughs> K-E-Y, monkey. Uh, Jimmy Superstar Kolchaka. O-T. What was that cartoon? Captain Simeon and the something or other. Captain Simeon. Yeah. Space Monkeys. Of course, it was Space Monkeys. Yeah, that's that an awesome cartoon. Mid-90s, oh, I yep. need to jump on that TMNT bandwagon thing. Well, space sharks, street sharks, space sharks, street sharks, street sharks, biker mites from Mars. Yeah, awesome. I can pinpoint. Yeah, you know, I could pinpoint the at the point where my voice started blowing out at Gen Con when, for some ungodly reason, I decided characters were doing investigation. They went into a pet store. And one guy was able to talk with animals, and I decided to have the one monkey in the pet store be Mojo Jojo. Oh, Jesus, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you had to know what was going to happen. Oh, God, did that rip up my voice. But I had to do it. 